0: Middle Hey, he behaves. Whoa! Sound,
1: sound like Adele? I watched some of her uh, singing special the other day. How was it? Actually, I didn't. I just got tweeted in my timeline, and some you know female reporter or something I follow on Twitter retweeted this, like, "This is life." So I'm like, "I'll check it out." Just her on a couch, just singing, and you know, she's just so emotional and just so. Her voice is perfect. But it's just, you know,
2: but then she can get low, and then she can get high. Yep, she's uh, uh, what,
1: she's got a good voice.
2: She does. I I know that's not what you wanted to start the show with. I'll give you the floor if you want. I, you said to me before we started, I really want to talk about NL Manager of the Year Gabe Kapler finally getting his flowers. So if you want to weigh in on that, you, go ahead. You had some prepared. You had some prepared. You had a prepared statement here.
1: Yeah, I mean he just you win 107 games, you know, you get in no manager. You now you could have made a case for some other guys, but uh yeah, I'll give him his flowers.
2: I uh, do think it's weird. I do legitimately when the executive of the year and the coach of the year come from the same place, it's always kinda odd to me.
1: You know? Spe- especially in a sport where the executive does everything. But you know, listen, yeah, you know, some no, no, a manager I, has to win it. So
2: <laughs> he did
1: yeah, a would, effort. can he keep it up without Buster? We'll see. You know, time will tell. I I would doubt it, but listen, I, I just sound like a hater.
2: If uh, you which were, well, I am. <laughs> If you were Buster, would you have rather been on the Dodgers or the Giants this year? Like the Dodgers didn't the Giants won the division but the Dodgers went one round deeper.
1: Uh that's a good question. I mean, you'd rather be a Giant than a Dodger. That's the way I was yeah. about it.
2: Yeah, yeah, right. And he was hitting
1: home and he was hitting home runs in the NL the DS, so
2: it's like it's like, not my fault. No, I mean my ultimate point is you'd rather be the team that won the division if the other team didn't go to the World Series. And since they yeah. didn't go to the World Series, winning the division is a thing that you remember that people remember, right? Uh, That you have you 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 take pride in that for the you, winning a division in baseball is hard. Like all those Braves teams of the nineties, like we won all these divisions.
1: One one thing I will give him his flowers on. Listen, I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to be like Skip Bayless if he keeps winning and just keep calling him a clown. Like, clearly, maybe Farhan knew what he was doing. But it's just one year. We've seen a lot of managers have some big years. We'll see if, can you sustain it? You know, time will tell. In the Bay Area, there's a reason most of us, right, unlike Southern California, get pasty white, especially you lived in the city. It's not like the sun comes out that often. He he got tanner as the year went on. Now, if I had to guess... I always thought this with Trump and just some other guys that are, who's another really dark, like, uh, there's another guy that I, I can't think of his name off the top of my head This just always super dark. It's like, do they go to the booth like every other day or is it fake tanning? I don't the know. The recording when booth? Th- uh, no, the, yeah. The, 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 the Max Muscle,
2: you know? How did you stay tan when you lived in Philadelphia? Dark, I'd go to the booth. There. I'd
1: go to the booth. I went to the booth because yeah. when you get paste, you just get, I get so pale. And it's just, but then, you know, girls will tell you cuz they they probably do it more consistently than most guys is that it's really bad for your skin spray tan but when you spray tan you got to be your fingers all get it's kind of and then you can't if lay you're, in your if bed you're for hairy, a
2: while it's you, how do you handle that you, you know you of smell you can't shower
1: you know for like 12 hours it's it's kind of a process uh would you uh, would you assume that Gabe Kapler fake tans yes in a booth
2: how else do you do it
1: the, i mean the spray
2: Oh, yeah, I think it's got to be – it's a pretty even – it doesn't look like a spray to me. I've been been to enough weddings where people are wearing – where women are wearing sleeveless shirts that you can, you can you know, pick up on the spray. It's like, oh, why why is everyone's armpit so white? It's like, oh, well, you you know, you got the spray. Not only did he win
1: NL Manager of the Year guy, he got an extension. So it's
2: like he's he's here to stay for a little bit. Well, baseball coaches only make like 500K now, John, so it's easy to extend them. I mean, it's
1: one of the few things that still gives me – Gives me joy. The other thing, at least, is the Lakers losing. It it gives me true guy. I, I, sports. I kind of have to gamble, or it has to impact what we talk about. If it doesn't, I'm just. I'm more indifferent as I get older. I found myself yesterday eating dinner, smiling, no money on it. Like this is fucking awesome. Just
2: watching them. I know
1: they stink. I know. I mean,
2: it's fun. That that brings me joy. I was watching. I told you this earlier. I watched the um, Kevin Garnett show on i think it was on showtime it's like an hour and a half a lot yeah. of him and snoop just talking and then they like goes through his career and uh one of the clips is when they finally when when he you know he's oh for like seven he's lo- loses in the first round like seven okay. straight years <laughs> in minnesota Plays the Kings, right? He actually went. Yeah. Well, that's the first time he wins. Remember, Weber misses the corner three. I'll remember that game like it was yesterday forever. Did,
1: did, didn't he have like 42, 20, and 10 in that it game? That was
2: incredible. <laughs> yeah. Then he goes to Boston. Boston was terrible. Anyway, they Boston wins the East, and Doc tells them, We didn't come here for the silver ball. We came here for the gold ball. Don't anybody touch the silver ball. So, which is the Eastern, whatever, whoever's that's named after. And they start chanting, like Paul Pierce, the Celtics, the Boston Celtics, in the locker room after the game, they start chanting, Beat L.A. Beat L.A. Beat L.A. Beat L.A. LA!" It's like, can you imagine if a team did that right now? The level of just swagger you'd have to have as a group of players, Paul Pierce and Ray Allen and KG. They're about to play Kobe and Shaq. They they chanted, (laughs) Beat L.A.
1: Did they tell the story in that uh, deal where, like, they – they put like $10,000 in the Staples Center in the in the visiting locker room. They said, we're only getting our money back when we come back and play them in the NBA Finals. If I'm they pretty say, sure that's a – Does uh, that sound
2: familiar? I did, yeah, it does sound – like in the ceiling maybe.
1: Might have done it against the Heat, but I, I guess the Heat wouldn't have existed yet. So, it, yeah, I think it was the Lakers. But now when I think about it, it's a what pretty mean, risky move. Did, yeah, but, the Heat existed. Well, I meant they didn't exist with LeBron
2: and stuff like in 08. Oh, oh, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, and Ray Allen. Yeah, a couple years. Yeah, away. risky move, but what is 10K really to you? The best story in the thing that I told you is is the story of Kevin Garnett beating Big Baby Davis in an arm wrestling competition on the plane, ripping off his shirt, pounding his chest, and screaming, "I'm the silverback up in this bitch." And <laughs> I didn't watch.
1: I didn't watch this. He swears a lot, doesn't he? Swears.
2: I mean, yes. Yeah. A ton. He's a swear. So very, you know, he's. They do a good job of displaying just how tall and skinny he is. He's humongous. Yeah, he's obviously. big. He big, but um, first high school uh, guy, right? Once they redid the rule, was he the first? His uh, class might have been. I mean, he he got his extension, his one hundred twenty six million dollar extension. He was twenty one. I mean, he was definitely a high school guy. I don't yeah. know if he was the first. Uh, Andrew on the YouTube stream says, uh, "What kind of zip up is that, Middlecoff? Are they John boys?
1: Is that what they're called? Huh? You know the the remember the kind
2: we got, John boys? Oh, like the brand? No, it's Johnny's." Uh, Johnny. J- Johnny-O. 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 Johnny o. Yes, Johnny-O. Good you brand. Know, Olympic. We played Olympic. there. <laughs> I didn't wear mine today. Johnny-O. Yeah, solid brand. Uh, they, you know, it's hard to find something to fit you well. It's what, last year during the NCAA tournament, actually the whole year, Mick Cronin and the UCLA staff, remember UCLA had been Under Armour, then Under Armour bit, quit them. Pandemic. They got Jordan. It
1: financially impacted. Stock was down.
2: Yeah, talk about selling at the wrong time, UCLA basketball. They get, they go Jordan brand, but the deal doesn't start until like after the tournament. So they were all wearing. It must have just been like, you know, the somebody ordered it for them. UCLA logo on it. They were all wearing Johnny O. If you go look at any UCLA stuff from last year, that's what they're all wearing. Which is the, which is funny because the logo is like a guy holding a surfboard, which is just a funny logo to see on a basketball court, you know? Yeah. Tony Kornheiser just, wears Johnny O. Says Allie. Maybe yeah, Honestly, or it's I'll really leave.
1: comfortable. The one thing I did find, I'm not a hater of Johnny O, but. I, uh, my other color, they're both larges, dramatically different sizes. This one fits perfectly. The other one's a little oh. big. I might have to get hammed, but it's not, you know, you're going to get a hammed, ha- ha- hammed. Yeah. Hammed, hammed,
2: hemmed. Uh, Zach Lambright says, Hey ham, let me get a shout out for using my real name on the internet. Zach. Don't call me Jack. I was <laughs> a Jack. I've been Lambright. a
1: sleeves lately. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. You keep, keep it my guy the, in business down here at the little corner store. Was it a dry cleaner? Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's, it's a corner dry cleaner. You know, it's one of those. Yeah. Nice guy.
2: Uh, John, this podcast, this show, as we record this on a Thursday, let's remind you, by the way, John's got the Tito's bottle already. We should say, don't forget to get in the ham mailbag. Go to iTunes. We didn't remind people in the last one. Go to iTunes. Leave us a review. Five stars. You, you give us like a jokey four star and it starts knocking us down and it's not, we're not laughing. Give us five, even if you, you know, have some shit to talk. Talk the shit. We'll read it. Don't worry. Uh, tell us your favorite bar. Leave us a question. Go do it. It helps out the show. We appreciate it. All right. Now you can sh- show off that yep. bottle, John.
1: Uh, sponsored by Tito's. Number one vodka in America. And the weekend, really, depending on who you are, maybe it's already here. Uh, Ladies big, and gentlemen, the weekend. Well, well, next week, you know, we got holiday week. So I mean, I bet half our listeners aren't going to do a damn thing at work all week. You know, basically a seven-day uh, seven vacation, which then Christmas or Hanukkah is right around the corner. I mean, this is just time to hang out. And uh, when you're hanging out, starting this weekend, to then even definitely going to Turkey Day, I would like some pictures on Thanksgiving with the meal, the stuffing around, and the bottle of Tito's. If you any of you doing that, take pictures, link us in uh, any tweets, anything on Instagram. It's the number one vodka in America. I cannot hammer that home enough. Number one vodka in America. I'm gonna go with a. I might have a vodka lemonade. Or uh, John Daly tonight. Actually, I haven't not had Do a you have iced tea week. and lemonade on hand? Yeah, I have. I get the go to Safeway, and uh, I get the you know the the pre made Arnold Palmer the the light yeah. like the zero.
2: Yeah, yeah. You don't it's still need pretty, full sugar one.
1: You, well, you don't because
2: that one's still pretty powerful. It's still got plenty of sweetness in it. Oh, it's probably just way. got like an artificial sweetener, which is which is fine. Honestly, uh, but- for
1: most people, if I put a little vodka in there, you would not even be able to tell with the zero,
2: let alone the real one. Yeah. Which is dangerous. Yeah, it is very dangerous. You know? That's why I
1: just
0: <laughs> down a little too. Please. Be responsible. Be responsible. Yeah.
2: Tito's is awesome. Uh, you guys know it. It makes a great gift, by the way, for the holidays. Who wouldn't love that? It's the number one vodka for a reason. It's, Tito's is not about that hype. Tito's is not about that bullshit. Tito's is about quality first and foremost. A quality that Tito himself has been honing in on since 1995 when he started his own distillery. It's six times distilled in copper pots, not columns. It's distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. It's 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. Yeah, when you're out and about,
1: you know, make sure, you know, when you're on premise, it's also called bars and restaurants, uh, order Tito's. You know, even if the other menu, you might on the front of the menu have another, you know, say, I know I want Tito's in there. I want that cocktail, but Tito's.
0: That's right.
2: And they'll, and they'll start be going, wait, what? what? But we, we have this other one on the menu. Like, no, 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 no. no. Tito's. I'm not about that. I'm not going to just take what you put in front of me. Give me the good shit.
1: Don't let them dictate the terms.
2: That's right. That's what... um, Who's the defensive coordinator for the Steelers? Legendary? Uh, LeBeau. That's what Dick LeBeau would say. (laughs) We dictate the terms. You be the Dick LeBeau at the bar.
1: I loved it when he went into the Hall of Fame, and like they were showing clips... From like the 50s, he was like a star corner on the Lions. I'm like, Dick LeBeau played in the NFL? I just assumed he was the old guy like Monty Kiffin just coaching defense. But back well before we were ever a thought in anyone's mind, Dick LeBeau was making tackles like the, against Lombardi's teams.
2: You know? I had no idea. <laughs> Neither did I. Uh, podcast also brought to you by the great Mexican delicious eats that you get at oh. Puesto, John. Puesto, oh, Puesto. We cannot say this enough. Pwesto, puesto Pwesto. You say what you want about the Jaguars. Say what you want about the Jags. The worst part about the Jags is they don't have a Pesto in their stadium. That's the worst thing they got going for them. Think about that. Yep.
1: Well, if you're listening to this, and next week the Minnesota Vikings are in town, the Niners do have Puesto in the stadium. Section 110, Section 129. If you live in the East Bay or just Northern California in general, there are two. Right? If you live in more north, there's one in Concord. More south, they call it the South Bay, which throws me off a little bit. When I think South Bay, I think like ocean, but it's really inland, Palo Alto, Santa Clara, mm-hmm. San Jose. There's one in Santa Clara, really right by the stadium, right down the street, guy. So we got puestos up here. If you live in South Bay, when I say South Bay, I think Southern California. There's ton down there. Just Google them. La Jolla is where it started. No big deal. Uh, entrepreneurs now feeding everyone tacos that are bomb.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's fantastic. You and I have been there. We love it. Everybody that goes tells us they love it. Um, seven locations in LA and the San Diego area. They got one in Petco park. I don't know if there's a top golf situation going on at Petco right now, but um, you can you got find Mel- them. You got Melvin's number still. I do. I should, I'll text Bo yeah. Mel and tell him to get some, uh, yeah. I've been, I kind of been chilling on him. I didn't want to hit him up too soon after he left, John. And, why would you do this, Joe Bob? Why, why? And then Bob would be like, "Here's why." I'd be like, "I know why. All right, you don't have to yeah. tell me why." Taco Tuesday every Tuesday, by the way, starts at three, goes until close. That's half off all tacos at Puesto plus happy hour Monday through Friday from three to five. The Puesto happy hour, which includes the nine dollar Puesto Perfect Margaritas. By the way, taco recommendation from your boy. I'm a big fan of the Case Siberia Taco, which is the crispy melted cheese and the braised short rib. But you really, you can't go wrong you, you no. cannot we sampled not sampled we ate they were the full-size big-ass tacos we ate them all and they were fantastic we ate them we ate them so go enjoy puesto and uh you know we've been getting some of your photos of puesto as well so feel free to share that we we definitely love it good uh, just a good family-owned mexican restaurant that is on another level the adler brothers are knocking it out of the park and uh, we appreciate their support for shizzle uh harrowing wisdom on youtube says what's the hamlock you know oh now you want to know because we've won nine in a row 14 if you count i guess it's 13 if you count the 14 parlay that we hit several weeks back it's 13.
1: what if we picked every nfl game and hit it put a, a hundred dollars parlay it probably would pay like you know who knows a million dollars i mean it'd be outrageous Which is impossible. I think I've I've read an article before, like, the statistical possibility. It might be a little different, right, on a bi-week slate, but, like, when every team is playing all 30, so 16 games, with the spread would be, I mean, it would be borderline impossible just to pick them, just like the winner or loser. Yeah, I almost said we should do
2: it next week when we have some time to prep, but we probably shouldn't prep for it, right?
1: Well, to me, you approach it like, you know, the lady in your office pool for NCAA that always wins when the guy that's been watching all the games finish last and she just picks based on the mascots. Like, And I think a huge part of gambling is... Now, we're definitely closer than just some random person, but you watch these shows, you know, and our buddy Fortinbaugh's on one. Like, they do all this prep and they hit, like, if they're good, most of them don't, like 52% of the time. Like, it's not... Someone DM'd me the other day, they're like, why are all these people putting all this money into these shows when the hit rate, it's not like you you watch CNBC and these stock analysts, like, I've made $100 million in investing.
2: These guys aren't making any money on gambling. Well, you know, it's the key is, hey, I'm not telling you to do this, I'm just telling you why I'm doing it, and then it's up to you if you want to do this. This is not financial advice, right? You think a lot
1: of people on TV that are talking gambling right now actually gamble, like would actually put just even $10 or $50 or
2: no? It's a great question. I would, I mean, it's, how could you not like, you'd be, yeah. I have a buddy, Marty, who sends me his picks all the time and he'll say like two units, his units are 25 cents.
1: <laughs> the gambler. I didn't
2: like, Honestly, I didn't, I didn't know they let
1: you gamble that. I don't but. know
2: what, it's not in my bookie that he's I couldn't even tell you. I got to go back and look at like a screenshot. But I don't always, even know if
1: they would have given us credit for Marty.
2: No. No, no, we're not. Get- <laughs> Ham1 at mybookie.ag is not giving us credit for Marty. Mybookie.ag promo code ham the number one after all of that. Use that promo code. They'll double your first deposit up to $1,000. Remember, if you, if you accept the bonus, you have to bet the full amount before you can withdraw funds. You can also decline the bonus. Ham1. We are going with... We actually jumped on this, it turns out, too early. We already jumped on it yesterday. The Niners minus six and a half on the road at the Jags, and it's now down to six. It is a risky spot anytime a West
1: Coast team goes out there. But to me, if the Niners were like, uh, what's the record? Four and five. So if they had been like six and three, this would be a game I'd be a little nervous at. Right? A good team going out there. The game would be tight. The Niners have no room to like, how do they not approach this game like a Super Bowl? A playoff game? Like, this is a fucking huge game. Like, to me, I'm not as worried about them. Like, they just overlook the Jets. Like, they're not overlooking anybody at this point. They're dying for wins. And I think, you know, all the the analytic community, the DVOA guys and the power ranking guys, they've thought the Niners are pretty good. Yep. And I think you saw glimpses of and that. And by like,
2: the way, the DVOA is not guys. It's just numbers. They were top yes. 10 coming into the last week's game.
1: So they should destroy the Jacks. Now, so should the Bills a couple weeks ago. And the Jags defense can be feisty. Uh, I saw like on the ESPN when you just click on scores, it, some it has the weather next to the line, and it, it showed a little rain cloud, which actually I think is good for the Niners. Like they just they want to run the ball seventy five times. So, uh, and you know who knows if, if uh what's his, Elijah Mitchell? I you know I'd want him to play, but if Trey Sermon's got to play, I mean fuck, he was a third round pick to go with Wilson Jr. Like just slam the ball, slam the run.
2: Yeah, I uh, I watched some of the Colts uh, Jags game today from from last week. That game was uh, seventeen to nothing in the first quarter. Colts field goal, Colts block punt for a touchdown, which feels kind of fluky. Except the third down play, they probably they almost picked Trevor Lawrence off, so it went near interception. Block punt touchdown, ten nothing. Then they marched down, score again, seventeen nothing. Then the Jags score a touchdown. They missed the extra point. They got six. They get a field goal before the half. So it's whatever it was, 17 to 9 at halftime. They come out score again immediately. Think kick a field goal. So it's 20 to 9 uh, Colts. Then the Jags score at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And for like eight minutes, it's a three-point game. And then the Colts kick a field goal and win. So the Colts had chances to pull away. I don't know if it was them. I don't know if the... I, I'm with you. The Jags are feisty. They're not like the total joke team that we thought. James Ag... Jamal Agnew, sorry. Had an explosive run in that game fast. They they are aggressive. Like, some. they got some talent... Like, when you watch their pass-rushing talent, like, they got some guys flying around. And they made Carson... Like, Jimmy's just got to get rid of the football and not try to do any crazy Carson shit. So, you know, it's... This is not... We took them... again. The Lions... Who's worse, the Lions or the Jags?
1: Uh, I would say the Jags have better – obviously the Jags have won a couple times. I mean,
2: I I think it's pretty close. Point is the Niners had the Lions put away and did not cover. Yeah. When it was – that game was six or six and a half?
1: Was week one. It's a little different. I'm just just saying, like,
2: we understand that this is – like, we are taking a risk here, and we jumped on it, and it went down. If the Niners are going to make the playoffs, they win this game to me by ten plus points. So other games we considered here. We're actually going to have a college lock of the week. We'll we'll tell you about later in the show. Um other games we considered we, we have liked Minnesota historically. I like Green Bay this week, though. Um was there I heard, there I heard a stat
1: that, that their expected win probability going into the fourth quarter, you know, based on their nine games, have been six point seven wins. And obviously somehow Minnesota's fucked Minnesota. up a bunch of games yeah. and Green Bay has pulled some of these games, you just Arizona, Cincinnati, a little bit out of their ass. So it's like it really and if you just sit there on your couch, Minnesota comes up on red zone a lot, you go, God damn, these guys are pretty solid. Yeah. But they also could lose a game. Yeah. You
2: know, it is at well, home. I, here's score. how I view I view that game. I view that game as Minnesota's Minnesota. I think Minnesota could easily win it, but I just when you're getting when you're getting points with the Packers, it seems like a little bit of value to me. But I don't know. Maybe that's a public bet because I'm with you. I think Minnesota has been undervalued. Yeah, I agree. So,
1: but they get points. That's the thing. Like they do get points in. Like they got points against the Chargers. One outright getting points here. I would yeah. say they're just. I wouldn't say they're undervalued. I just think they're good value. Like I think they're getting like it's. Because they keep, you know, their record is kind of is what it is. But they, you're in position to win money if you gamble on them.
2: So maybe that is undervalued. They're good value for us as we talk about them. They're good value. How about that? Yeah, yeah. I like the way you said it better. Um,
1: Could the Eagles just beat the Saints? Like part of, part of when you start, Trevor Simeon was their third string quarterback. You know, I mean, technically it was like Jameis and then Taysom, but then Taysom got hurt, so they had to kind of mix. Simeon as the backup, I think they signed him. Pretty sure they signed him after the season. Don't quote me on that. But like the more and more Trevor Simeon plays, the worse he gets because that's what happens to backup, you know. Trevor Simeon, if you rank the quarterbacks, he's he's closer to sixty than he is thirty, right? So it's just the more and more he plays. Like Jalen Trevor Simeon?
2: When coached by the Saints? When coached by Sean Payton? I'm just saying, if you just put them all out there,
1: you know. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, yeah, with him and Peyton, or he's probably 35, but just in a vacuum.
2: I mean, but that's what he is. He's Sean Payton's quarterback.
1: I guess he's been there for. He was there last year too.
2: I'd so, have to think yeah. about it. I my first reaction is I disagree that he's closer to 60 than 30.
1: Maybe he's closer to 45 than 30. You're right. 60 is pretty bad. Because once
2: you get past, like, 40, it's just a
1: trash group.
2: Because he might be better than a lot of backups, even though he's the third stringer.
1: Well, would you take Simeon? Let's just use the two guys the Niners have dealt with a lot. Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard. You probably would take Simeon over both those guys, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think so. C.J.'s a he started, he, yeah. I would Yeah. Yes, I would take him over both those guys.
1: Is C.J. closer to 60 than 30? C.
2: C.J. might be 60. I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he probably is. I mean, Camara's Kamara, back. I think, or at least it's supposed to be, right? Yeah. From his MCL.
1: Eagles are playing well. I mean, they've just... Well, you know who's good? It's Devontae Smith. You see PFF? He's the number one rated rookie.
2: I did not see that. He's a rated th- rookie?
1: It's funny. Like, if when PFF likes a guy that I don't, it's like, who are they? And when they do, it's like, you see... P- they don't know the plays! <laughs> when they do like a guy, like, you see Devontae Smith? Knew it! <laughs> like, hey, PFF, you don't need to keep... Tweeting about Trent Williams. We know we all watch he's dominating. It's every week he's like, he's the highest grade player. It's like, yeah, we saw the game. He's fucking sweet. I don't
2: I don't mind it. I mean, I especially for offensive linemen who uh I, I heard a clip. Mario Cristobal went on a, the Oregon coach went on an interview with uh Coach K, interviewed him on Coach K's show on SiriusXM. I've heard that every once in a while driving around. It'll be like Coach K, bring it on. You know, it'll be like Bruce Springsteen. Like he'll just have famous people on. Well, what was the he one I coaches? heard a while back? It was like uh who was it? It was like it wasn't this guy. But General it was, Schwarzkopf. No, no, no. It was like Cliff Kingsbury. It was like that type of guy. It wasn't him, but it was like that type of level Sean coach. Sean McVeigh? Like, no. Um, maybe it was McVeigh. That that would not be the Cliff level coach.
1: He does have on football coaches a lot. He
2: does. He, and But what's interesting, I just love he asked, like one of his questions to Mario Cristobal is like, so all the uniforms, is that your decision? It was just like the best, like Coach K just asked that question. If I asked that question, Mario would be like, fuck out of here. Coach K asked that question. That gets a real answer. But, you know, what Cristobal said, which is what everyone always says, which is the only time an offensive lineman gets his name called is when he's committed a penalty. So I don't mind PFF giving Trent Williams his flowers. You see TMZ was all over Coach K's grandson getting a Dewey. Got a Dewey. And did you see Paolo Benchero? Got a – I've never heard of, like, an assisting and abetting a DWI because I guess he gave the – maybe it was Paolo's car. He gave the keys to Coach K's grand. Paolo Banchero, who's, like, the number one pick in the draft next year. Yeah. Him or – you know. So he's the star player. So uh, my guess is what happened is, like, Paolo He, he drove, was not driving. Yeah. Paolo drove, and they were like, Paolo, you're too important. We can't have you drive. I'll Switch drive. seats. Yeah, switch seats. They're both drunk, so that's why Paolo gave him the keys. And maybe that's the I, deal when it's your car. I'd never heard of that one.
1: Oh, did I, I wonder if the cops saw them switching seats?
2: Oh, I, it could, I see. Uh, oh, I, I guess that's you. You're saying you think Paolo was driving and switched seats.
1: Well, that's what I was assume because it's like, I'm not driving. It's just my car. Who cares?
2: Yeah. I, I, it, it could be D, the you way I ride someone else's car. I thought, yeah, yeah, Literally. you can. But I'm saying the way I read it was like he gave the kid his keys, and when you give when when you give an inebriated person the keys, you're aiding a DWI. Gotcha. So but maybe I, they did a seat I, change. I don't know.
1: I'd be lying if I said I clicked on any of the links. I just saw headlines.
2: Yeah, understood. I didn't quite. I read it skim because I'm a big Palo Benchero guy. But um, what,
1: what position the guy play? Like small. I mean, he's
2: like six eight. Just fucking looks like yeah. LeBron. Just <laughs> incredible.
1: They look good. I mean, I did watch some of them against Kentucky. I was like, holy shit. They, they housed them. They look sweet.
2: Yeah, they look good. Coach and Kentucky, make,
1: I feel like he's going to, like, what do you think, like 5 a.m. suicides for both those my, two guys?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Who are they suspended against? Grand
1: Valley State? That'll teach him. 5 a.m. suicides. And uh, Shire, the coach, next year, he'll meet you there. I'm going to be sleeping. <laughs> <sighs> That's
2: right. All right. Uh, let's dive into with John. There's a lot. I'm just reading some. Uh, someone in the in the chat, Niners are going to finish 11 and six. The reply: We lost to Colt McCoy. So yeah, that's a great way to start this. Where are the 49ers right now? The football gods are trying to help a team that you could only once complain. Only got bad breaks. Got no Robert Woods. They got no Kyler Murray, which was a. a they actually. We could go back. The football gods gave them no Kyler Murray, no DeAndre Hopkins, no A.J. Green. And the Niners were like, we don't know what to do with this. So the gods are like, all right, no, no, seriously, we're going to give you another shot. Like when you used to be in the backyard shooting, you're like, last one before I go inside. Three, two. And you miss it. You're like, one more. Oh, he gets the rebound. Oh, they added time to the clock. Three, two. And then the Niners beat the Rams. The football gods. Mine, like, mine was right. always like, Michael Jordan to cough in the corner. <laughs> Scotty Pippen was like, that's not what would happen. <laughs>
1: it's like, we know, Scotty, you miserable
2: SOB. So the football gods hit him with another one, John. The Jags this week. And a chance to be 500.
1: To me, it's pretty crazy. And it just shows you the just the nature of L's. And they were taking them. But when you get one good win against a good team, even if you have total ownage over them, it does feel like you got some life into you. And it's the way they did it, the players that dominated you win this game, you're five and five. It felt like after they got their ass kicked, and let's repeat, their ass kicked by Colt McCoy and the Cardinals, it felt like they were like a two and eight team, a three and seven team. All of a sudden you're five and five. And luckily, and we'll get into the playoff picture, you are more than alive, right? You are more than alive with an enormous game coming up against Minnesota at home. So, but we talked about this when the Raiders went out to Minnesota or I mean to New York. I think we've talked about this before. I remember was it the Rams last year that I think lost to the Jets in New York? They had a or maybe it was the Giants, they had a bad late season loss on the road. And that felt like when McVay's like, "I'm out on this guy." And it just it can get weird cuz that the time zone. And a lot of times though, like the Rams example, if you're a playoff team, I do understand it. I've always defended these people are human beings. Like, you can, Belichick can get, and he's king of this, Saban too, like, this, this Razorback team, they easily could be 11-0, you know, playing the Jets, and Saban, or Belichick would be like, they got the best special team unit I've ever seen, and if you let Mike White or Flacco make one play, they can kick our asses. It's easy for him to say that's another thing for the players to be sitting there in the film room being like, these guys suck. The Niners are in no position to look at anyone and think anything other than we are in absolute desperation mode. Yeah. Because I think if they were winning, this would be a very, very scary spot. Like if they were 6-3, and I think we talked about this before we hopped on. But I do not think, like I saw this clip yesterday, and I remember this because I remember watching the game with my dad because it was during Christmas. I think it was the Saturday of Christmas weekend. They played the Jacks. And Telvin Smith at the time, I don't, I think he had like a mental breakdown or quit or got in trouble, but Jalen Ramsey, it was that team that ended up going to the AFC Championship game, and they lost to the, to the Bill Belichick and the Patriots. He called it a hat and T-shirt game, and they were coming out to play the Niners, and I think it was like Jimmy's second or third start, and the Niners kicked the shit out of them. I mean, it, it probably was Jimmy's. We have to look at the stats of those five games. It feels like his best game. They dominated that game. I think the final score was like forty-four to thirty-three, and the Jags scored a little bit in some garbage time. It right. was it was like one of it was the finest moment of the season because the Jags were a powerhouse team. It's easy to forget, but it was understandable. Like they're coming west, we're playing the shitty Niners. This is the Niners are in no position to be like, oh, we're playing Clown Urban and Bulky these crappy players, right? Because you look at sometimes I've clicked a couple times over the weeks. Trevor Lawrence's box scores look pretty horrendous guy he is not part of it he's in that that market but it is not gone like when you're called the greatest prospect since and you have this type of season like let's face it I'm not blaming all him but it has not gone well for for Trevor Lawrence
2: yeah I don't think uh, is he he's not happy you know everyone always makes the the you know Peyton Manning Peyton Manning threw 28 picks his rookie year. I mean, they did go three and thirteen. I don't remember what that season looked like, so I'm I'm a bad narrator on that. I mean, he was 26 touchdowns, 28 picks, three and thirteen. I yeah, don't think bad. Trevor Lawrence is not throwing 30, 28 touchdowns though. He's got eight. Yeah, I mean, he's eight games. and
1: nine. So what's I mean, what's
2: he on pace for about an 18, 18 type season? Pretty bad. Yeah, it's not good. Like you know, throw a pick. Like to me, you throw a bunch of picks, but you're throwing touchdowns. From what, what
1: the times I've 50, watched them, 50, how about they, how about guy 58 percent completion percentage is pretty alarming?
2: Uh, yeah, Peyton was 57, but in a different time. Right. Inflation.
1: It, right. What's that? Absolutely. Like
2: 64. Yeah. I mean, back we looked when we interviewed uh, Jonathan Smith. I think at that point in time, there were like in 1999, 2000. There were like 17 guys that were 64 percent in the country. Now it's like 80 of them. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like the vast majority of college quarterbacks. Or in that you know low 60s range, 20 years ago, nope. Like 15 guys were in the low 60s.
1: Like think so, about G- guy Jimmy this season is 66, and he's pretty inaccurate. <laughs> you know,
2: yeah, he's inaccurate so, with completions though. Like I watched some of the Jags Colts game the other day. His receivers, you know, Lavishka Lawrence, is best guy they missed some throws that are just like keep your head on a swivel if you're standing on the sideline. Like they are all over the place. Like there was one Lavisca Chenaults just like. Like Lavisca Chenault's got body language. They, they, Dan—he's feeding Dan Arnold. Like, kind of like Dan Arnold. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Well, Dan Arnold was on the Panthers, and now he's there. So, uh, but it's they, they put it this way. I can understand Colt McCoy and Cliff Kingsbury, and I like them getting a little mojo against you. Fine. This cannot look like that. Like I, I don't know if the. Panthers have rhythm, offensive pass game rhythm in the bag.
1: Uh, well, yeah. I mean, if they lost 41 to 10 or whatever, it'd be, people would want Kyle fired that
2: night. I think part of the question is the Niners, I think obviously they found some stuff. But it was partly a runaway train. And it happens. Like you start rolling the way they rolled. And sometimes it just gets better and better and
1: better and better. Pick six, five minutes into the game is a game changer when you're up seven, nothing.
2: Yeah, I'm not saying the Jags are. uh, uh, I'm not saying the Rams are easier to play than the Jags. I'm just saying it might not look as easy this week because it just it compounded. Um, but I one of the things you want to see is that, and this is kind of what the Bears game was. Just they beat the Bears and they had some good. The second half was better, but you want to feel like what happened last week carries over and then carries over again. It's one blah 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 cliche at a time, step at a time, all that. But like they are going to have to keep going, and you'd like for them to not have to sweat this one out. Just it feels like maybe they as a team got a little something.
1: Well, especially yeah, I mean especially because we have gambling on them. It's like cover guys. Yeah, I know, I know. But I'm not even
2: like if you watch, I watched some of what Garoppolo said the other day, and I know Shanahan said it too. Is they felt like they were practicing well going into the. Arizona game like they had thought they'd turn a corner going into that game and then they had a couple turnovers and I think the key in this thing is just don't do anything that shoot, don't shoot yourself in the foot in the first half of this game and it shouldn't be a problem
1: but I will say this you and I have been around football long enough any fan that has watched their team long enough like teams have practiced shitty be like yeah we didn't have a great week of practice and then blow someone out had good week of practice and lost by a lot to me it's just about when the game starts you have way better players than them you have impact guys that they cannot match you, and you have that against the Rams, let alone this team. So if you guys truly give a shit, which you should, because your season is still on the line, like you're still playing for a lot, and you have no margin for error because of the shitty start you had, you should just be making plays left and right. It should just be like we're just way better than you, and and you guys fucked up so early that it's be like I want to I want to go nuts, right? Like this is a game. Like I, I do think Brandon Ayuk is gonna have a game where it's like he scores, you know, hundred yards and two touchdowns. Or something like this could be that type of game. Like their their team, they're secondary. Like I, I, come on, you know. Now Josh Allen, who had some Josh Allen on Josh Allen crime. Like he, you know, I would imagine they're gonna put him over whoever the hell's playing right tackle. Like you're not be like let's line Josh Allen against Trent Williams. Probably not. <laughs> you know, so you, you're gonna have to keep an eye on him, but. And, and I, the thing with bad teams, you only have so many true haymakers in you. Like the Lions have been throwing these haymakers like three or four times, but then every once in a while, they just lose like 40 to nothing. Like you can only keep getting up, keep getting up and losing. Like I, I think the Colts game is a good example of like, it's a divisional game. So it's just naturally easy to get up. So, you know, some of the guys on the team that have been there a couple years, like you just get up naturally for a divisional game. So different, Like like you said about the Arizona example, like, yeah, their backups were playing, but a lot of guys in that room are like, fuck the Niners, right? It's just an easy one. It's your, this one, it's like, you know, we gave everything we had last week and we still lost. Part of it, I could see the Jags being a little flat and you should just knock them out. Like, this is not, like the Bears game, you should not come out full. You should be able to make plays. And when you make plays against good teams, they, it might not equal scores, right? It might just equal field goals or whatever. Against bad teams, making plays equals touchdowns. Just that simple. Period, end of story. And they, they got way too many playmakers when the three guys are healthy in Kittle, uh, Iuke, and obviously Debo, and their running backs and their ability to scheme the run, like it should be on like Donkey Kong. Now I'm not cocky to think it's a lock to happen, but it should. And if yeah, it I run, then we'll have to come back to Earth a little bit. A loss yeah. would be would be pretty glaring indictment on everything. Yeah. It'd be hard to shake this loss. I mean, it was hard to shake the Colts' loss, but luckily you had the Rams the next week, and you kind of earned back a little respect. It would all go away, and I don't care what you would do the next week against Minnesota. You you wouldn't be able
2: to take – Kyle, it's like you can't get your team ready to play these guys. It would – when they played the Bears, I think the Bears were the worst third-down team in the NFL, and the Niners were like third, second or third worst. And uh, remember, the Bears were picking up third downs left and right with Justin Fields. Yeah. Yeah. The Jaguars are by far the worst third down team in the NFL right now. By far. They shouldn't be able to sustain anything. Now, Eric, uh, on the stream comments that the front seven is not too bad. I watched them. I don't. Did I mention this already, or did I say it off? They did create. Uh, Carson only got sacked once, but it's Carson. They created some problems for Carson, but that's Carson. Carson hangs on to the ball, tries to make a bunch of plays like. It's got to be back to the other day, Jimmy. Just get rid of the ball quickly, which is fine. That's part of what he does anyway. So I do think they can create some problems for you if you let them. But if you run the ball and get rid of the ball when you throw it, I don't think you're going to have an issue.
1: I mean, Jonathan Taylor went for 115 on him. And obviously, he's a really yeah. good player. But I'm mean, just saying, like you should. Yeah, they should able be able to run, run the ball. It's and if the Niners can run the ball, it's when they're good, right? Because what they started running the ball against the Bears, and that's when they kind of, obviously the Debo play happened, but then they just got the running game and everything just kind of comes. Feels like when they get like, oh, backs against the wall, can't run. (laughs) Jimmy can't snap into like Josh Allen because he's not.
2: Jags are top, Jags are 106 rushing yards per game. God, the Rams are awful against the run. Ah, they're middle of the pack, I take it back. I I don't think there is much to be concerned no, about. Feel, Again, I feel if, good. I, I feel good as well. Again, this is our lock. Also, um, but it's you. Just you cannot do things that make you worry about if you are still the person you used to be, and the person the Niners used to be uh, for a period of time is a team that turns the ball over, a team that doesn't convert third downs. I think they're still probably, from my perspective, maybe I am projecting on them in a bit of a fragile state in that I don't, I want you to start fast and not start thinking here we go again, like they have before. And, um, you know, uh, then you're okay. So I, I don't know how many risks you'll try to take in the passing game, but I think one thing, and this is where we might be in danger and not covering is that Kyle Shanahan probably knows it's a field position game with the Jags. Like, you can make them punt, just don't let them end up on your 40 because you went for it. I wonder if he went for all those fourth downs. Now, he did it late when the game was out of hand because he knew the Rams could score with him, or at least in theory that the Rams could score with him. I wonder if he approaches this game the same way.
1: I don't know. I think he, there was a moment earlier this season, I can't remember the game, where he punted and he said he, it was a mistake. Like I, I think he's an aggressive guy, naturally, when it comes I, to the I, stuff. Agree with that. I I think you keep the fucking pedal on the metal and you, you try to – you know curb stomp him
2: uh, Javier Vega what's up Javier says on the stream jags are going to try and force jimmy outside the numbers linebacker play for the jags are pretty good that's when jg10 gets in trouble
1: that's why it's why you hand off
2: <laughs> does jimmy throw outside the numbers Well
1: <laughs> so you hand off guy okay. Well, yeah, he does. When the guy's behind the line of scrimmage, it's a quick screen.
2: Oh, okay. Does that
1: count <laughs> statistically? Uh, th- th- yeah, it's just like yeah, to 11 or 19 when they just stop and you just throw it out the numbers. I don't know if that counts. So the, ball doesn't, the ball doesn't go vertically. It just goes, uh, you know, horizontally. Uh,
2: yeah. Statistically, I mean, I wonder, I really, I don't, that can't count a behind the line of scrimmage throw outside the numbers.
1: No. That's, I, but that's, that is Jimmy's outside the numbers pass.
2: Man. You're gonna have yeah. to throw
1: outside the numbers in a week, which we'll get to, because you you know you have to score more points. This game you should you could be able to win like twenty one to ten or something, right? And here's the other thing: this guy will throw you the ball, which is crazy to think, but it just shows you like the moment you leave the little bubble which he created, right? Because when Trevor was there, even though I look Clemson, they play Wake Forest, they could go nine and three this year. It's like their shitty, shitty year. They're still going to be nine and three. It's like that's why Dabum. them. That's what you want to do. Yeah, it's he didn't again.
2: Guess. He didn't regress, right?
1: No, but
2: they we didn't talk really, about the other day. They
1: didn't necessarily that much either. But the, at one point in time, they were like three and four, and it looked like they could win like five or six games. But they got it. To, they do play in the ACC. They do, but they miss. They miss this guy. But he also misses them because it's like this is a little harder up here, guys. Because <laughs> part of being the number one overall pick, I think back to Manning. This is the defense of that guy always they're usually going to such a shitty team. The thing people forget a little bit about Luck, he was awesome. His team had just been shitty that one, they had won 10 straight games for a decade straight. They still had a lot of really good players. They just
2: needed a quarterback.
1: They just removed Peyton. Like this, that Peyton team in 98 and this Jaguars team did not just need a quarterback. They need like 17 other things, including potentially a coach. (laughs) Did you see that if Dan Mullen gets fired, He's probably gonna like he has Schottenheiner and Bevel, I think, on his staff. He'll go fire those guys and just make Dan Mullen his offensive coordinator. Like get the cool. band back together. Yeah, great idea. I don't think Dan Mullen's ever coached in the NFL, so that'll work.
2: I if if Urban's coaching the team next year, I'll be shocked. But then maybe it feels like it's stabilized a little bit. Uh, you know, See, we, I, I I feel like he's got two years in him. It feels like that now. I I thought a few weeks ago that there was no chance
1: uh, with the you know touching the women at the. Well, they were touching him, too, at the bar. Well, just the losing
2: bar. and the skipping the team flight. More about all, just just like the stress, all of that. Like, I thought the stress of it all. Things change fast. was going to get to them. Um, You know, there's no such thing as style points in the NFL, but not all five and fives are created. Not all 500 records are created equal. Part of it is who you beat. Part of it is how you look. And, um, you know, this is the kind of game that can just get them some momentum if there's such a thing. And I think part of it is, and I saw the the stat here in the comments. Cause we, we talked about it the other day. I don't remember. I think it was an ESPN stats and info or next gen, whatever it was about Garoppolo 88 and his last 89 snaps out of the shotgun. Like more of that. Right. I, again, I don't, you don't need Elijah Mitchell. You don't think, but I, I would like to see him play. Cause he's the best running back. Maybe Trey Sermon can, can get a few carries in there. It'd be nice. If you can get like a little movement. Trey I would too. So, It's just take another step, take another step and take another step. And you feel like maybe we could reopen our, uh, you know, our hearts to the possibilities of them not taking a step backward after they take one forward. Well, I'm looking at these playoff possibilities, guys. They look, they look tasty. Well, let's talk about like the other things that the Niners need to have happen for them.
0: Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast,
2: Right now that the door is open, they're kind of to me like Oregon uh in the CFP, where I've talked about Oregon, we've talked about it like they gotta as long as they keep winning. If you have Ohio State and Cincinnati and what if Alabama's a two loss, the most important part of the whole CFP argument for Oregon is that Oregon wins. Like that's the essential part. So the essential part here is the Niners win, but here's other things they need to be rooting for. Let's go through them.
1: Do you still, really quick, feel very good about the top five teams are just in? Green Bay, Cards, Dallas, Tampa, Rams. Are we locking yes. the squads in?
2: I, I Yeah, I think so.
1: I think it's fair to do that, too. Then you go from six to nine is a bunch group of the Saints, which are currently five and four and lost a couple straight games. You have the Panthers, which, give them a little credit, went on the road, got a win to get to their five and five. You have Minnesota, who's four and five. They play the Packers. And you got the Niners. All kind of bunched there. And we're recording this before the Thursday night game. Like Falcons are four and five. Let's just assume the Patriots win, which you can't really do on Thursday night games. But I guess you got to throw them in there. You have – it's not just the seven spot is kind of iffy. To me, there are two spots, the six and the seven spot. So Mm -hmm. the Saints – It goes back to Kyle. I think Kyle said this because I think he stole it from Tomlin because he's listening to the podcast. Like, you know, it's about the A players, making your A players play like A's. But also a huge part of that when Tomlin told the story was like Monty Kiffin telling him any good coach for a game can get a C guy to play like a B game. I agree. One part that got left out of there, well, what happens when you have to start your C guy? (laughs) When your B guy is injured and you got to start your C guy? And that... Like, the Saints, they're on to Trevor Simeon. So Trevor Simeon has to start out. You know, I'm with you. Sean Payton, we saw that list. He makes like $15 million. Their, their defense is solid. Obviously, Kamara's a star. But anytime he's your starting quarterback, just going on the road, like, that's not locked to win that game. And just, even if they beat the Eagles, just keep winning. And Carolina now plays a combination of P.J. Walker and... And a guy who literally got cut, not because he wouldn't get the shot, because he couldn't complete passes in Cam, Th- those are two quarterback – like, we talk about the quarterback position, the quarterback position, the quarterback position. Those are pretty iffy fucking quarterback situations, guy. I mean,
2: for – and, and, and Neither and like one of Sean those teams – No, no, no. Neither one of those teams is making the playoffs, I don't think. And
1: the thing about New Orleans is – Well, the to me, the Saints could be in the mix. You don't think – how? You don't think they could just stay alive because their defense well, yeah, you is good, their coach is
2: good. I, I should take it back because because it's hard to find two teams that you really like for the six and seven spots. So that's and, why they have guy, a And Yeah,
1: they still they they still play the Jets. They still play the Falcons. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a
2: long Eagle, year. Like yeah, they Bills win a Calvin, lot more. Again. Yeah, it's tough. Now, it's tough. The Saints' strength of victory is the uh, second best in the NFL. The only team with well, a better strength of victory in the league is the Jets.
1: Well, because they beat the Packers, who have went eight and two, and they beat the Bucks.
2: Yeah, it's the, the teams they've beaten have a five forty one winning percentage. There's only one other team that's in the playoffs right now whose opponents that they've beaten have a record over five hundred. That's Arizona, in the NFC. T- Not the Titans? in the AFC, oh. there's oh, only gotcha. one team, and it's Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. The Titans. So the Saints have done some good work, but you know they don't get bonus points for those wins. They still have a they still have half of their season to go almost. And they you know got the five
1: Is if you beat an eight and two team. Well, if you also beat a two and eight team, it just it's even, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's why that's why the Jets. It's like their strength of victory. Who cares? But um, is high. At the winning percentage. Guy,
1: do you know beat. the? I'm not going to try to live in the past. I try to stay forward. If the Niners just would have either beat fucking Colt McCoy or Indy, we'd be talking about them like they're going to make the playoffs. And they still, I actually feel pretty confident that they're going to be right in the mix. But their margin for error with the, with those two losses just set them back, you know, which they're lucky they still get to play Minnesota right in the week. So you win this week. I think you just got to root for, like, you and I, I kind of want Minnesota to win to make that game really important. So I, I'm personally rooting for Minnesota, but big picture, like if you want the Niners, you just want to get them out of the
2: way. Yeah, you want Minnesota to lose.
1: But definitely, you're rooting for the Eagles and football team this week. You want right? Philly
2: to beat New Orleans, right? And then Philly's four, five, and six, and New Orleans is five and five. But whatever, you already beat the Eagles. Exactly. Uh, did you say you want Carolina to lose?
1: Yeah, football team. Root for Heineke.
2: And and then I think the other, unless you I take actually an just Atlanta, think Carol-
1: I think Carolina will naturally play its way out of it. I think the Saints, though, just with their culture, their coach, you actually need to root against them because they're. The Panthers are much more likely to go on a three or four game losing streak than the Saints. Do you agree with me on that one?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So the Panthers will take care of itself. Like, to me, if you're the Niners, like, you want to get up there. You want to get the highest seed as possible, right? Like, sure. But at this point, I'm not being picky. No, I'm just saying, but you just want to keep winning. Like, it just, it just might open itself up to 10 and seven gets the sixth seed.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think the team that is well down the standings right now at the NFC that you have to just keep an eye on is Seattle. Seattle plays Arizona this week. Then they play the football team on the road. They could lose that game. They've been weird. They've lost four or five. I mean, they only have three wins this year. You see
1: DK's that, hurt and Bobby Wagner's I, like I, he needs I, to get his I'm shit just, together. They got some weird things going on there. I agree. They do. They do. Pete might get fired or quit. But, they, or,
2: but, but here's the thing. They've beaten the Niners already. That's the, that's, the, that's the reason I'm keeping an eye on them. If you've they beaten do, them, They do play fine. again in a couple weeks. I know. Well, you, just enough weird stuff can happen that you don't want them to have been swept by Seattle. I, are they going to win all these games? I don't know. But could they beat – if I told you they win their next four, you'd go, well, I counted them out again like I do almost every year, and then it turns out they're in the mix. Arizona, Washington, the Niners, and the Texans. All of a sudden, they're 7-6, and six and they're in the 6 And eight. they've swept you. <laughs> yeah, You'd be in trouble. Yeah. And Russ is
1: coming back. I mean. Well, we're still two weeks away. You got to win that game. I mean, that's, you got to go to Seattle and win the game. Like, that's a pretty big game. Cause you can't, guy, you can't get swept by the Cardinals and Seattle. And yeah, that'd be a problem. That'd be well, tough. Unless you
2: sweep the Rams.
1: And you'd have to win all these other games and you'd need Seattle to start losing. Like if Seattle were to sweep you and then go on a winning streak while they're doing that, you'd be in trouble, right? Right. So you and it right. feels like C-
2: Seattle could. I would beat say you while I would say you're losing r- other games.
1: You, well, then you also then you, you're right there. I, I I didn't. You need to root for Arizona to beat them and just knock them the fuck out. Because at three and seven, they're done. They're in trouble. They got weird shit going on. But yeah. there's a like four and six. Then you said they play the football team. They, they they'll probably be favored in that. And game. they're five they and six. Cardinals and now
2: they're in the position that to you play know, you for a lot going on. It's right? like their it's like their version of the Rams game last week for the Niners. Yeah, except they' one didn't game win under 500
1: this, yeah and potentially you're six and five so that game's for all the marbles and then all of a sudden you're six and six they beat you they're six and six well they jump you because they beat you twice you're right I I keep I keep an eye on them just they are the boogeyman
2: they are just
1: but if Russ is off and the fingers not right and he you know the 19 hours a day doesn't get him right and DK now is mad at everyone and they they could implode like this they've had a decade-long even a decade long teams beside the Patriots just have an implosion season. It kind of feels like their implosion season. I don't. I'm not confident on that, but it's if if Kingsbury goes in there and beats them, it, it'll feel like the implosion because they they've had some pretty epic games. Those two teams, right? Feels like I, I remember Arians and Pete going at it. Hell, Kingsbury. Remember they had the game the, last the year DK where DK ran down. them out. Yeah, yeah, the
2: DK chase down game that was last year.
1: Yeah, Buda Baker in the that MVP was last. Video. God, it feels like a last, last year. year. It was Sunday Night Football. I remember watching it.
2: It's still on, like, if you're Buddha, you're like, I made this great play, and now it's on, like, every NFL AWS commercial where it's, like, uh, catch percentage, uh, 9%. and It's an incredible play. It's a lot of memes, uh, too. Yeah. You know? Sean says, don't need to beat Seattle. they play themselves out of it. Not a good team. Eric says, Russell will not be playing in Seattle next season. The Shill says, Seahawks are horrible. Kid Luce says, Seattle's not a playoff cal- cal- caliber team, even with Russ. This feels like on you know college game day where seven people pick a certain team and then the other team like when everybody on Monday night picked the Rams except for Ham and Steve Young.
1: What's funny is I was almost like I'll believe they they're they, dead
2: when they're dead. Didn't they
1: beat the Niners twenty eight to seven? And then I looked at this, it was 28-21. but it was like it was a garbage time touchdown in there. And was that the was there a blown coverage where he hit Debo? Is that a different game? I think that might have been them or Iuke.
2: Or a blown. Oh, d- oh, where the Niners hit hit. Sorry, you said Debo's and DK. It might have um, been Scherfield.
1: It was somebody. But yeah,
2: but Lance hit. Somebody in the chat might remember that.
1: Yeah, it was Debo. It was a it was a blown coverage to Debo. It was wide open. He threw it down the right sideline. He just walked in the end zone.
2: I guess the, there is an X factor because Eric says, "Why isn't Pete Carroll on the hot seat? Like, do they turn on their coach once and for all? You know, Pete does a good job of keeping that whole thing together, but."
1: Oh, yeah, well, last week or last year when Pete missed the playoffs. Oh, yeah, I forgot. He won the division by two games. Like, the, he won the division. Like, what do you mean why he's on the hot seat? They make the fucking playoffs
2: every year. Oh, yeah, I'm not worried about the hot seat. Although, I wouldn't shock me if there's some
1: I've heard something weird, weird happens.
2: I can, well, I mean, I've heard Russell's hard to get along with, so.
1: Yeah, well, he takes bodyguards to his own party where he invites everybody. So it's a little weird. <laughs>
2: where invite, this invite only, yeah, that was the story. Invite only, still has bodyguards.
1: That'd be like bringing bodyguards to your own wedding. It's like, well, you guys invited everyone here. You know all
2: the people here are people you invited.
1: Sometimes you're just an elitist, you're an elitist.
2: Here's what I know. This team wins a lot, and they're playoff caliber, and maybe they're not this year. And maybe I I would rather be late to recognizing that the Seahawks aren't good enough this year than early. Put it that way.
1: I, I agree with you.
2: The chat seems to be very confident though, but they hate Seattle. Um Anybody else we need to identify this week?
1: I think you just, the Eagles and football team will help you breathe. Because regardless what happens in Minnesota, you do play them next week. So it's like that one you can control. The Saints and Carolina a little out of your control. You don't play them. To me, the Minnesota thing, if you had to rank them, they're the last on the importance. At minimum, you want either the Saints or Carolina, one of those two teams to lose. Minnesota, you, you root for them to lose unless you're gambling on them. Then you want them to win. But to me, it's not as important because you get to fucking line up with them a week from now. And it, best case, I mean, you probably have the same record, right? If they do upset, you beat the Jags, boom, five and five. And that's good for our business. I actually don't. I kind of
2: want them to win because I think that makes that game
1: really important. And I yeah, want that. Game I, to I, win. Understand.
2: I understand. I understand. I, I look at it like, do you think six and two, you agree, you feel if I told you right now, the Niners go six and two down the stretch. That means they were 10 and s- 17. 10 and seven, you're in the dance. Right, you'd feel good about that. How would you like looking at the schedule? You go, okay. Wh- wh- who are the two? That means you got to beat right. You yeah. some combination yeah. of Tennessee, the fal, uh, the Rams again. You got to beat the Falcons. You got to beat the Bengals. You got to beat. See, yeah, I, don't, I don't, don't care what Seattle's record when you play them is. By the way, no, I
1: know. Yeah, cool. Minnesota. Got to go there. Yeah, you got to win these games. So actually, so, it wouldn't be six and two. It, it you would have gone seven and two over your last night because you just beat the Rams. Right? You count the
2: Rams game, yeah.
1: That's so what you got to do. Go do it. I, I think, think it's a the position awesome. they put
2: themselves in. I, yeah, yeah, I do too.
1: I actually think I, nine and eight, you'd have, depending on how it all shakes out, It's you're not dead, but
2: more and Some tiebreakers might come in. into play there.
1: Yeah, then you, you better can get beat
2: by. Minnesota head to head. Yeah. Who knows? I don't think Atlanta's going to be there, but you better beat Atlanta.
1: Well, that's where the nine and eight thing, like, okay, you beat Jacksonville. But let's say Minnesota loses to Green Bay, but then Minnesota beats you, and then all of a sudden they're five and six and they climb back and then they get to nine and eight. You're at nine and eight, but they beat you know, it's just you, you do have to win the games that are of the teams that you're playing in this mix. And the yeah. only team that you're playing right now in this mix is Minnesota and potentially Seattle.
2: Well, I mean, whether they're in the mix or not, they can fuck it up for you. Big time. Uh, John, before you go any further, let's tell the people about indeed, indeed.com slash ham. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. just think of it like that. If you're hiring, you need indeed.com slash ham. It is the number one source of hires in the United States, according to talent nest. And right now you get a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash ham.
1: Yep. Um, Get on it right now. People, if you're listening to this small business owner, I can't recommend Indeed enough. Uh, They make the uh, Indeed assessments. You can reduce hiring time by 12%. We're all looking for people to hire. And the quicker you can get people to hire, faster it is, easier it is. So right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash ham, get a $75 credit at indeed.com slash ham, indeed.com slash ham, offer valid through December 31st. Terms and condities apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Attract, interview, hire, all in one place. They partner with you every step of the hiring process. You can find talent with the skills you need through the tools like what John said, the Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. 73% of all online job seekers in the U.S. visit Indeed each month. Indeed.com slash ham. Podcast also brought to you by our friends at (laughs) sleepnumber.com. Slash ham. Sleep slash ham. Well right now you can say 50% on the sleep number 360 limited edition smart bed. Only at Sleep Number Stories or Sleepnumber.com slash ham.
1: Okay, you know the key. Establish uh-huh. a routine. Get to bed. Don't watch TV too late at night. Turn off your phone in front of your eyeballs because it triggers these things in your brain. You want to stay awake, but even though you want to sleep, we've all seen the memes of like you're tired all day, but then it's time for bed and you can't fall asleep. A lot of that is on you. A lot of that is on you putting the in front night. of I'm your head.
2: Be honest.
1: It sucks. You Watch your caffeine intake, guy. Don't be drinking a cup of iced coffee at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Data shows sleepers who have caffeine in the evening are less restful and higher average heart rates that, than those who don't. So avoid the caffeine. Uh, can't recommend Sleep Number I mean, any more than we do. We love them. We've had them forever. Sleep Number Proven Quality Sleep is a life-changing sleep. It's time for Sleep Number's Black Friday specials. Save 50% on Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed, plus special financing. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash ham. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com slash ham for details.
2: Uh, Raiders turning point this week, John. Because they played- it's a little
1: weir- Do you think it's a little weird that it already flipped? The Bengals are now favorite. That's, I mean, that they were like a... They were a one-point favorite. Then, by on a couple days ago. Then I saw yesterday was a pick'em. And then when we've talked today, the line has flown two points. That's not yeah. Haberman and Middlecoff just betting. Right? That's people are we tearing, haven't bet that
3: game.
1: But I'm just saying, like that's to get a two-point line movement with no player, you know, quarterback out. That's people are betting big money on the Bengals moving the yeah. line.
0: Yeah.
2: And it's you know I think it kind of illustrates that the Raiders are in a tenuous position right now. Um, We talked about them after the Chiefs game. The the dreams of the AFC West this year are over for them. Done. Now it's about hanging on for dear life and making the playoffs. We're at this moment in time. They are not in at five and four. Um, And it's a good AFC. Guess who else is a part of that battle at five and four? Cincinnati. So now you're talking about being five and five and having that head-to-head loss. Guess who else is five and five? Indy. Guess who else is five and five? Cleveland. Those are not playoff teams. The AFC is much more difficult to make the playoffs this year than the I NFC agree. is. Much the, the, much. I th- I think they're not as good at the
1: top, but they're like 5 through 9 feel a little bit stronger than
2: the than the NFC. I would say they have all seven other teams to me could be the one. Feel like at different points in time they're Now the Chargers haven't been great, right? Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh tied the the, the Lions last week, so I shouldn't say that about them. But feels like Kansas City hasn't really gotten going and they're the 4 seed. And as you pointed out to me, the Raiders, this is this is going to come quick for them because they play Cincinnati this week, and then they turn around and play on Thursday, on Thanksgiving. In what game? Uh, the Lions game. No, not the Lions game. Oh, not the Lions game. The Cowboys game.
1: Wouldn't you say that's the marquee game that feels like most people are watching around their house? The Cowboy game? Well, judging the by
2: the NFL ratings that I saw the <laughs> other day, yes. I think the Cowboys game, a Cowboys game has been like one of the top – I think six Cowboys games are among the top 10 NFL, uh, TV shows this year. Something well, to like me, that. that that's in its own category. You're going to be
1: a heavy underdog. I, I saw the, the line was already like seven on that game. But the one thing the Raiders have starting with this game is they play th- – we talked a lot about the Niners that don't really play those you know teams they're fighting for beside Minnesota. The Raiders play the Bengals, they play the Browns, and they play the Colts. Like They play those three teams. And so if if the seventh spot is nine or 10 wins, assuming that the Raiders can still get there, like they're going to have a chance to control their own destiny. But listen, I'm not trying to be coach cliche bullshit. If you can't win this game, I'm sorry, guy. I am completely out because it can snowball. And I saw Derek, Derek had some comments because let's face it. The last two years, I forget the exact records. I think two years ago, they might've been six and three. Last year, I think they were seven and four. Like they've had, I mean, not just like five and four. Like they were several games above 500 in November and did not get over 500. Like it's hard if you're six and three to not end up at nine and seven. And they have not been able to do that. He claimed that he he thought this team, when he talked yesterday on Wednesday, he's like, usually after shit hits the fan, you know, I get here early, kind of propping himself up, you know, like a Tuesday to do some extra work. No one else would be there. He's like, this time around, a lot of people were there grinding. He's like, I'd feel the energy in here. Now, I do think maybe they're trying hard. They might just run out of gas. I think the rug situation just might have derailed them. But let's face it, guy, we talked a lot about you and I, and rightfully so. Derek's going to get himself a huge contract. They have no choice and listen, maybe he still inevitably does, but they missed the playoffs again, and he plays like he has the last couple of weeks, which, let's face it, not very good. I mean, he was atrocious in the Giants game. Yeah. The Chiefs game, he's just, if you have a $35, $40 million quarterback in a huge game, I need a better performance out of that. And I just, he's kind of like, they need some like, hey guys, I, I'm not the, just the team captain. I'm the guy that they're about to give $150 million to. He kind of needs to, you know, down the stretch have some of those three, four touchdown games if it's even possible. But if he can't, if he doesn't dominate and play at a pro bowl level, they have no fucking shot. Do you agree with that? No. None. None. They're not all good at Pro, enough as a
2: pro team. Bowl level, not all pro level. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm just saying like have several games where he's thrown like three or four touchdowns well, like, or just balling in the game,
2: you know. Yeah, I, I think the other thing is he's he is I mean, with Wal- Crosby's been phenomenal. Like yeah, their phenomenal. pass rush is good. Him and Yannick are good. But I think Derek also, in a lot of ways, controls the pulse of the team. And when they're rolling on offense, like things feel really good. I think it's hard once you've been punched in the gut to get that back. And I told you this the other day after the Giants game, I I absolve them of that performance. I really do because I I, I thought the rug situation was uh, I mean a total black cloud over that, and I think it might affect. I think it might end their season. That situation now gruden's a part of it too like say what you want about john gruden he was making 10 million dollars a year or i guess it wasn't technically but he got a hundred million dollar contract other people were trying to hire him too and he does he's a good football like he's not a joke of a football coach right we might think he's not a great gm he's not their football coach anymore but for all of rich Basaccia's qualities Like John Gruden had experience as a head football coach through many, many years, calling plays, running a locker room, all of that stuff. Maybe Rich has all the qualities necessary, too, and time will show that. But they did lose something when they lost their head coach. And they got a little boost. It's like, oh, we're loose around here. okay. But then they go through another situation that is traumatizing and requires leadership. And now... It's not smooth sailing without John Gruden. Like, Rich Passaccia didn't just have to, like, take control of the wheel. Here we go, guys. Let's take – Gruden's gone. Interim coach has to handle the rugs thing now. Like, that yeah. is – to me – That it's would have been crazy a, for Gruden. That would have been crazy for any Andy, Andy Reid Belichick. So it's just – it's a, I think it's a lot. And it's why uh, three weeks ago, whatever it was, you asked me, is this team making the playoffs? I said, hell yes, they are. Last week you asked me, are they making the playoffs? I said, no. I think this rugs thing is just going to take them out. Um, Now, well,
1: then it could if they lose this game, guy. It could all of a sudden they've lost because they lose the Cowboys. You're talking about a four game
2: losing streak and then spiraling to like draft in the top ten. Now, now if they win, if they beat Cincinnati somehow, then maybe they can find something. They just need something to go right for them. Well,
1: well, I'll tell you, guy. Don't they just need their if their quarterback can just outplay Joe Burrow? which if you're going to make him a $35 million a year guy, and honestly, that might be low, right? I'm just, I am just wrote down 35, like based on the numbers, you know, quarterbacks, 40. You can't be getting, your quarterback can't get outplayed every week. So like some of this pressure, like, yeah, all that shit was crazy. I wouldn't wish that upon. It's really impossible, tough to handle because it impacted Derek. You know, the only thing that didn't necessarily was Arnett. He lost his coach, his offensive coordinator, He lost his deep threat ascending, you know, I wouldn't call him, I mean, who knows where his career went, but star up and coming star, potentially wide receiver. Those are two direct impacts on Derek. Well, we gave him a lot of credit for handling the situation, being the leader. And now, and I get it, like it's a difficult spot to compartmentalize. Did you see the story? I think when you get in trouble like that, they make you do like mandatory breathalyzers maybe every day and Ruggs missed one, and the judge had... It's like, its situation is just a... I can't even imagine living there. And I'm not... Who knows? These guys watch, like, basic television, right? They're not just watching the local news. But just... It'd just be out there, right? Your, your girlfriend says something. Your friend that's living with you says something. Your... Hell, just your teammate. Like, did you read that news story on Henry? It's just... It, it's still there. Like, right? it's in their backyard. It's, it's probably one of the biggest sports stories in town. Just the Henry Ruggs situation, Right? Uh, and I I don't know, man. I I don't have much faith that he can. Not because I don't think he's talented enough. It just m- feels like it's a little overwhelming, and he's missing his guy. But if if he wants to survive this season as a team and like have a chance to what we thought was a lock a couple weeks ago, guy, they need a huge performance out of him just this week. And it, it, let's say they were to get their ass kicked. Like let's just say they lost by ten and kind of shoved around. I mean, I bet by the time kickoff on Thursday, what ten point underdog? If they were to lose this game, well, like yeah, especially to seventeen or something.
2: It, it, what do the uh, What do the Cowboys do this week?
1: Even win or lose, if the Cowboys just look good against Kansas City,
2: if there's some shootout game, yeah, feel, which it feels like it could could be. But couldn't it get
1: really ugly? Like you come off a loss, and then you're playing the Cowboys, and they're really good, and all of a sudden it's like you just see the Raiders implosion on Turkey Day while you're eating like drinking a Tito's and having some stuffing. Did the you know, Raiders play on Thanksgiving?
2: Sad. They last have before. Year? Was it last
1: year? Uh, I feel it was a couple years ago. I don't remember Gruden on Thanksgiving off the top of my head, but it could be wrong. Uh,
2: What would be... Would not have been at Atlanta last year. A
1: couple years ago, I won you the DraftKings money. And Amari had a huge day on Thanksgiving. It might have been like 2018 when Gruden traded him to the Cowboys. I guess that could have been seven, hmm. 17, 18, 19, 20, 20. No, it would have been 18.
2: I don't think the Raiders will play on Thanksgiving in a long time. I thought it happened a couple of years ago, but I can't. My, my schedule's not loading. Um, I, I, yeah. I think that's
1: a tough spot for them, that Thursday night game, against the Cowboys. I mean, there's going to be 25 million people watching.
2: Yeah, they, they have not yet shown that they can be a team when when their back's against the wall and the bright lights consistently show up.
1: Well, I'd say historically that's not really been Derek Strong's suit.
2: Not I mean, he even now he's the team. He he him. I mean, like, say, again, I'll go back to like Gruden helped him. He got, he became a better quarterback after John Gruden showed up. Agreed? Yes. So well, he
1: lost that. He became, he became back to what he had been. He had been a good quarterback Gruden in the NFL, lost yes. it, got
2: it back. Yes. yes.
1: So he lost that. And then he lost Wait, Ruggs. Like, it's, are, are you still confident that he's like a lock scholarship guy for this team for the next five, six years? Feels like there's a
2: lot of moving uh, parts. Yeah, I mean I'm still pretty confident about it, but new management, you know.
1: But knows? if you like hired Doug Peterson, let's just say. Doug Peterson takes over. Yeah. Well, I think well, Doug wouldn't want to coach him. Why, why wouldn't I, he? I
2: think I think he's their quarterback for a while. They would have to
1: but they would have to give him a huge new contract. Right? I guess you could give him like a 3 for 100 or something. He
2: literally has said he doesn't want to play anywhere else. So, do you?
1: Could you give him like a two for 50 extension?
2: Or do you lock him in for years and it's just a, an amount of money that is big for one human being, but it's not big for quarterbacks, right? Like, do you give him five for just like five, one, And guaranteed 80? Get, hell, guarantee all of it. Who cares? It's 25 million a year for your quarterback.
1: Well, he's a tradable player then, even though he said he'd quit. No trade clause. <laughs> and if he'll do that? Yeah, could you get him like four for hundred with a no trade clause? That would be a pretty smart deal, because you would take. I mean, for the of course
2: it'd be a smart deal. I mean, for who? (laughs) Like how? I'm being serious though. Like, what does his loyalty really get them from a monetary standpoint? I I think it. I think two
1: things depend on Derek: how this season goes, how he plays. Because let's—he's been really poor the last two games. beside like two series against the Chiefs which Deshaun kind of screwed him, but it was just two series on yeah. the whole game. He was bad. Does he keep playing like that? And then who the next coach is? Like they're, I mean, Mark could just detonate this place, right? I get a new GM, a new coach. We've seen, did you see, uh, when Eli <laughs> asked Draymond, he's like, what's the meanest thing you could say to Peyton? And Draymond, <laughs> you could tell, was like, I don't really want to say it. And he's like, you know, Peyton, the Colts cut you. Or like, you, you were, I, whatever, he just took it was like, damn. The way he said it, though, was like, good shit talk. So you just, if Peyton Manning can get cut, if Tom Brady can leave in free agency, like, I, I'm just sorry, like, anything can happen in bro sports, right? So Derek can say he wants to stay, and it makes sense on paper, like, where are they going to find a new quarterback? But we see it all the time. like people. Yeah, I know. He's I not know. winning. Unless he wins this game and gets him back into the playoff contention.
2: I know, but there's so many. I mean, it's also very easy to make a list of reasons why he's not winning that don't involve him.
1: There aren't many quarterbacks that get to play nine or ten years with one playoff appearance. Be like Kyle, if he coached eight years for the Niners, made no. But
2: I mean, time. there aren't many quarterbacks that coach that play nine years. And I would bet, based on the number of coaches he's had, the. Uh, no, I know. The, I mean, it's his his career is just pretty unique based on the instability of the franchise.
1: That's why I would recommend get the fuck out of there.
2: I know we recommend that a while ago, but he doesn't want to do that. So no, he's he's very loyal. Uh Rex Ryan, John. I love a good criticism that comes from a local sports talk show. It's like Rex Ryan on. It's like if you were in New York. Turner you were in and behavior- Turner and Hooch. Yeah, DiPetrio Di- 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 and Rothenberg. <laughs> and then someone has to ask Sala about it, calls out Sala, says he's insulted that people would even compare Sala to him. Don't compare that guy to me. Sala hits him with. I've never met Rex. I've never had a conversation with Rex. I don't even know him except for people who know who know him. Obviously, uh, if it's that personal for him, he knows where to find me. I thought very good response by uh by uh by Robert Sala.
1: Rex's tone was a little aggressive, though not totally wrong. Like the one those couple years with the Jets, Rex was they had the top defense in the league. They're the best defense in the league when the, the league was pretty physical. Like, it was very impressive what Rex did in New York, right? Took him to AFC championship games. So I, I get Rex taking a, you know, a good little kidney shot. And what's Robert going to say? Like, yeah, this guy's a clown on TV talking. I'm the coach
2: now. I'm just going to stay focused. Like that would have been sweet. Like I hate that loser. Quote, this guy was supposed to be a defensive guru. Rex Ryan. Does Rex, is Rex like a Jets fan? Or he just has taken on the Jets since he coached them?
1: Uh, well, I would guess actually I have no clue. I was gonna say I guess he lives in New York, but when you're really rich, you probably would move to Florida.
2: Well maybe he coached at Buffalo, maybe he lives some yeah, maybe he's got a place up there in the Jersey's got a New York a
1: little cheap, or something. Little cheap yeah, I bet he's around. I bet those New York guys love I mean, I would try to get Rex Ryan on all the time, wouldn't you? Like if we were Absolutely. producing a show. So it, it makes sense. But it is it hasn't gone well for Robert. Like they just feel a little just discombobulated. The rookie quarterback looks shitty. The one thing that fairness to Rex is defense sucks.
2: Yeah. Well, the one thing that's helped Robert is that Trey Lance isn't really doing much. Fields has shown some flashes, but whatever. <laughs> Mac, nobody wanted him at number two anyway. Now, in the end, if Mac's good, that'll reflect poorly on everybody that drafted ahead of him a quarterback. But you know, it's not like Trevor Lawrence looks great. It's 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 not really about the quarterback thing right now. I I think it's more that. What what you said that defensively. Remember, he's not the coordinator. I know, but it's which is still you have a responsibility when you're hired as a head coach, even if it's not your side of the ball, to just bring some of that with you and feel like you're imprinting on your new franchise. Just some sort of you you said this credit to you, and this is far from over with with sala but it's hard if you're the the rah rah leadership guy and your team's bad. How do you help your team, right? Like when your team's bad and you're on one side of the ball, you're like, "We suck," but hey, we're doing this one thing better at least. But you know, they're talking about Jeff Oldbrick. Are you changing the defense? Like, there's just a lot going on, and obviously, and on top of that, it's New York, so then you get Rex chiming in. Who you know, and it's not like Rex was there he, twelve he, years. Rex was there for five. He, he ain't gonna
1: shut. He ain't gonna shut up
2: either, right? No. But it's hard when it's gonna take you three years to get things on I don't I don't know. I don't know what how this where this goes with the Jets. I think or it's got lot. a little I think it's
1: got a little weirder than even I expected with Robert. And that's just a natural, I would say, avalanche that can happen in New York, in Philadelphia, in Boston, in some of these markets where it's just I think you see it a lot in the SEC. You know, our guy Mac with Florida, it got weird fast and there's just I remember Phil Savage said once the once the snowball starts coming down in the avalanche of negativity in the SEC, and he was tight with Mac, he's like, there just is no stopping the narrative. There's there no slowing it down. You know, and I, I think the NFL is probably a little different than even the SEC because it's not like, in the SEC, you're just compared against Saban. There, you're still in the division with the Bills are really good. Obviously, you still got Belichick. And it's just, New York, the sports are a big deal. Football is a big deal. It's just hard to slow it
2: down, guy. It really is. I also think in college, maybe it happens in the NFL too. And I don't, I haven't even looked. I just occurred to me on what you're talking about, college football, about attendance numbers. But like, I think one thing that happened in Washington with Jimmy Lake, many things happen. But one thing that happens is fan apathy at a college level changes things very quickly, right? It can just, that can help create a snowball very fast.
1: Well, and I I think Sala is and it's not his fault like what happened the last decade like they have sucked they've become a joke they become a laughing stock. he had nothing to do with that but the moment you become the coach you then oh same old Jets, so we're just rebuilding again we suck again it's like well i fuck i didn't it's not my fault i just came here because you needed me but you you just get lumped in with all those guys it's happened with the new york giants it's hard to it happens for everyone that takes over the lions right it happens just bad programs it's hard to shake it it's why in college, you you have to pivot right away. You see, with Sark, like,
2: it, it just, he feels You got a like vote just, of confidence from the uh, chancellor today. <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> guy no came choice. out to practice to tell him, vote of confidence, Sark. Oh, he did?
1: Yeah. Do you think Sark... Do, what would his buyout been huge, Probably. Uh, I
2: mean, I they're, they're paying fire. $24 million to last year's guys. I don't know. I, I think he'll yeah. be back. Yeah, he's back.
1: Could go four and eight. But it's, it's uh, hard to just stop. The, the, the negativity. It really yeah. is. And I think Sala has that going. And the problem is too, guy, I don't know, you know, having lived in Philly, you, you can be whatever you want. I think anywhere, whoever your personality is like Mike Leach works in Mississippi state. If they win eight games a year, right? Just like he would work any school, happy, negative, whatever. When you lose in a town that like, they don't do happy, go lucky bullshit. And Sala's not a negative guy. You know? He's also not out.
2: happy-go-lucky.
1: I know, but he's just—he's much more an optimistic guy than he is like a Parcells. Like we're drawing a fucking line in the sand. Yeah. I are know. you but, with me? Or he's are, not gonna. We're he's burning not, the boats.
2: People aren't gonna turn on him because he's you know cheesy. He's not gonna be Sirianni or Gase. Yeah. Or no. 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 I know, but he. I.
1: He's. He's not. You're right. He. He's. I, I guess. I'm diminishing. He's not cheesy at all, but he's not like going to rip. Like that is not except We will cut that guy. And sometimes in New York, they kind of like that. Yeah. It's just not kind of, they're already doing weird things. Just got really weird for him really fast. Flacco. I mean, they're playing Flacco, Flacco this week. I know it's crazy.
2: Well, we know what Joe Flacco. We, uh, it's weird. Like Joe Flacco. I, ta- I, I think Zach
1: Wilson's going to be a bust. I do. I think he's not going to be good.
2: Yeah, well, it's not trending well, John. No. Well, how the do, way they how love does, Mike. How, White, they love Mike White. How does but he's not Heldon playing? Out? Zach Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got to find a way to win games without asking your quarterback to do a lot. That's the only chance you have. Yeah. And then maybe remember, he can develop just kind of because the quarterback doesn't get to develop kind of in silence unless you're winning games without him doing a lot.
1: Yeah. Can't move in silence like lasagna. That's right.
2: Is that what it is? Something like, something? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's something like that.
1: Uh, S is. Yeah, S is moving silence like lasagna. No, real
2: G's is moving silence like lasagna. That's what yeah, it is. That's it. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I mean, d- d- like, here's Br- Brady just said BYU. You made the point earlier about look at Clemson without Trevor Lawrence.
1: BYU's killing it, guy. Do you see some of their scores? Like They've had a couple games where they scored like 60-plus. I had someone in the NFL mention, look at Clemson's offense since losing Trevor, even though he's struggling. Like Clearly, he was very impactful in an elite program. Right? You could make the argument like, Mac Tua, they didn't They didn't ever skip a beat. Just Mac to Bryce Young, haven't skipped a beat. Look at Joe Burrow. And all of a sudden, you watch Joe Burrow. You're like, yeah, he's really important. BYU, they, they had a game a couple weeks ago against Virginia. It was like 66 to 40, and someone in the league's like, you know, Virginia, I, I've scouted them. They're not bad. Like, that's Look at that offense. The kid threw like No, it was a close touchdowns. game.
2: Yeah. Jaron Hall. Not a great sign. You know who uh, – no one's going to notice who they play this week, but you know who they play next week? Okay. Saturday? USC. BYU. What's their record? Probably pretty good. Eight right? and two. They're going to be nine and two. Well, they play Georgia Southern. I don't think game doesn't count.
1: Because part of it, when you go back, and we talked a lot about this last year when we were, because he was playing in these games. Remember, they had to redo their schedule, and it was shitty.
2: Yeah, I mean, they they won eleven games against a bunch of nobody. What's funny is like Kalani Sataki is now Feldman's got him on the list. Will he take the Washington job? Will it? Will USC offer him the job?
1: But I, I'm talking about the quarterback, though. Put up all these numbers against. Oh, pretty, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Gotcha. Against how many how many corners did Zach Wilson face last year that are he's going to see on Sundays? Probably not many. Probably not many. And
3: yeah, the I mean, best we, team he played, they, they played lost, and
1: he didn't play that well. Coastal,
2: yeah. Um, he's still but, pretty good this year? Yeah, they they are really good this year. Oh, coastal, yeah, coastal <laughs> solid too. Uh, Kalani Sataki was like on the hot seat two three years ago, and now he's one of the top coaching candidates on the West. A little weird. I'm going to keep
1: it next week. I'm going to keep an eye on him because this, who they play this week, like Idaho state or something. USC. I want to see this guy celebrate.
2: They played Idaho state last week. They played Georgia Southern this week. So, you know, what,
1: what was the Idaho state score?
2: 59 to 14, but they should roll into the SC game a little healthy. Like that's one part where, yeah, you play Baylor and Wazoo and Boise and Utah state and ASU and Utah and Arizona. But when you get a Idaho state, Georgia Southern back to back. You do get to chill a little bit too.
1: What, what was the Baylor score for BYU?
2: 38 24. In Waco? Uh yes, in Waco.
1: That's pretty impressive showing. I mean, Baylor's pretty good.
2: Uh guy, yeah, I mean I, it was it was thirty one fourteen going into the fourth quarter. But okay, a little garbage. That guy might be the next coach at USC. Aranda. Yeah, the one thing about him is he's not like a outwardly big personality guy, which is okay. I mean, I don't know who was it that uncovered the thing about um, point differential in the Big 12 tiebreaker that made him kick the field goal late against Oklahoma last week, which was a pretty. Did you see the end of that game? Lincoln was pissed.
1: I saw that he was mad and I didn't know why and then I heard someone say that point differential thing is important like that's why he did it. That right? and
2: I do agree with him like it was kind of crazy. The fans had rushed the field. They made him pull 11 players out of the locker room. It's not a safe situation for a visiting team just to be on the field when fans are stampeding. So he has to bring 11 guys back on so these guys can kick the field goal. And then the fans stampede the field again. He's got 11 guys out there trying to get back to the locker room. Like it kind of sucked. It's kind of Yeah. Like it's kind of BS. But when they didn't kneel on the ball, I then understood. He was also mad he wanted a 15-yard penalty on Baylor for the fan rush, which is legit. I don't know why they didn't give it to him.
1: Yeah. It's just, you know, when you're, lo- when you're losing by, you know, the game's over,
2: I think sometimes. I like Lincoln a lot. That's why he's going to LSU, John. He's gone, didn't you hear? Or is he going to Miami? Or is he going to uh, LSU uh, or Texas A&M when Jimbo leaves? I can't tell. He's taking three jobs.
1: Would you accept eight years, $96 million? If you were him to go to LSU, eight years. Like Mel Tucker's is 10. His is eight. So it's just, it's higher per year. Would Oklahoma give me the same deal in this scenario? Uh, No. Why not? I don't think, well, I don't think
2: they have the money. They're not as rich. They're about to go to the SEC. They're They'll not have there the money. yet. Buy that shit on credit, John. <laughs> well, I know. That's what I'd say. I mean, if Oklahoma was going to pay me the same amount of money, I'd stay.
1: Do you know you can take all the, I mean, you do know this. He can just take players with him. Like, I can just leave. You just like bring like ten guys. Portal. What's his what's his signing class? Well, seven of my guys, including the quarterback.
2: Yeah. Would it's you take not
1: out of the realm possibility? Would you uh, leave if you
2: were him? I mean, knowing how much he loves it at Oklahoma, how good his situation is. He's nine and one and not in the playoffs. He's ranked thirteenth right now at nine and one, not even close to the playoffs.
1: I think the thing that only he would know is, like, is it possible to get the caliber of guys on defense to compete? Because I think they can get the caliber of guys on offense, but for whatever reason, they can't get the caliber of guys on defense. And is that yeah. just a forever thing, or is that just is that going to change? Uh, they clearly recruit really well with them, but they are missing three or four guys that are just are going to play at Georgia, are going to play at Alabama, are going to play at Ohio State, that just tend not to play at Oklahoma, and that – He's coaching to win national championships. He's already generationally wealthy. He's probably made fifty million dollars the last six, seven years. Like, it's not about the money anymore. He's gonna make a ton of more money wherever the hell he goes. To me, it's just like, can I win a national championship here? And but then you also gotta factor in, do I think I can? And I still really love the place. Like it's not a black and white decision, but I bet it's a little more complicated than just people say once some of his football people like has legit conversations with maybe, hey, Bob, could I come over and I'll bring a six-pack and we just, can I pick your brain? Because remember, Stoops? Stoops turned down a lot of jobs. Not a lot, but like, I mean, Ohio State, Alabama, Florida, right? I'm every, you know, for a decade, tried to hire him. after Because Stoops won the national championship, I think, his second year. And he just basically stayed there for another a decade and a half. Now, they had really good teams, but, you know, he kind of proved like this is, and historically it has been, but money has changed so much even in the last decade. Like, what if Oklahoma's like, hey, you know, we can give you, like, a $60 million extension. I'm with you. I don't see how they wouldn't be able to get it together. But the SEC money and the Big Ten money is clearly on a different level right now than everyone except, like, Texas.
2: Would you rather take Oklahoma into the SEC if you were Lincoln or not have to deal with – like, would you take a service of pride and like, I took them to the SEC and built them up there? Because you're not doing that unless your plan is, like, I'm going to stay – you know, another four years after we go to the three years after we go to the SEC because I want to win in the SEC. Well, you're probably just...
1: more locked into this than me. Remember when it first got announced? You and I both are like, they'll both be there next year. Do we feel like that, or is it going to take a little time? No, I don't
2: feel like that anymore.
1: So they're going to play in the Big Twelve for a couple of years.
2: Feels like, right? I mean, I, I, I nothing's really changed since then, so maybe I should still feel that way. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if it's. But like, I'm just asking: Is it attractive to have that? Like I'm the you guy know, cause that you, took these
1: cause guys because you can go, you go eight and four in your first year all of a sudden. Right. And it ha- do you know, we were talking about this when we were out on Saturday, like do are they putting these two teams on the West? Is one of these, was one of these teams like does Oklahoma get to go to the East and get to play some of those teams? Like, I I don't know if they've configured it correctly. Right. Cause if one of these two teams has to go to the West, like if it's like flip a coin, Texas, you get to play the East teams Lincoln you get to play the West Bama Auburn Mississippi Mississippi State A&M
2: LSU good say luck. what you want about Texas and Texas they'll have players
1: yeah but they're gonna lose like the thing is like I assume the University of Texas is gonna lose when they go to the SEC Oklahoma it's like they should be able to compete but like do the, instead of going 11 and one every year are they immediately just nine and three so it's like, yeah, do I just want to be the coach at 9 and 3? Well, how many years is 9 and 3 going to be cool? Is that going to be a really tough transition? Like at LSU, could I win the national championship next year?
2: Most coaches stay too long. Yeah.
1: Most coaches don't leave in a in a great situation at that level of program. And I think Stoops is an example. He he would have turned this down and he would have had the opportunity, right? If this we could just rewind it a decade or two decades. I could not fault him for leaving. I, I would actually respect him. Like, this guy's in it to fucking win it.
2: Yeah. But Saban... God, they the be Oklahoma. They've got such a good situation right now.
1: I heard that they would just hire Hypel, who's actually done pretty good at Tennessee. Tennessee's been
2: respectable. I know I watched they, Tennessee the other day. They're, they're wearing like these all-black uniforms, and I realized I haven't watched Tennessee. It's like a game. I'm not counting a Juan Jennings film two years ago. Oh, yeah. I've watched Tennessee, like watch Tennessee in a long time.
1: Well, the the other thing is that there's so many jobs open that Power Five coaches are going to leave Power Five jobs to go to these jobs. The domino effect, when it's all said and done, could be crazy, right? Like, do what jobs come open because guys take USC, LSU? Does Oklahoma? You know, it's like, how does this shit all work?
2: Yeah, is T- Penn State T- coming over or is James Franklin staying? Is well Cincinnati I even give you like a r-
1: Florida? Virginia Tech's open. That's
2: a pretty good job. Virginia Tech, that's right. They're they're paying a lot of money to buy out Fuente. Already forty six million dollars of buyouts have been committed, not counting private schools, John. So not oh, counting so- SC, not counting TCU, which is a good job. Mutual
1: so a mutual decision is still a buyout.
2: He was fine. Unless it's a mutual (laughs) decision with cause. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Mutually. Maybe you get a little,
1: you you pay me my 13 million on the way. out. Oh,
2: I'm happy to leave for 13 million. Sure. I I can, we can mutually agree to leave. It's like a prenup. I'd be like, actually my accountant said
1: it'd be best instead of giving me the $13 million lump sum, if you could pay me in $2.7 million increments every nine months on the fiscal month of this. And let's do that.
2: Does that happen a lot? I think, I think it is. I think a lot of those things get paid out. Not in lumps. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, who has like seventeen million dollars just to pay a coach? Like, didn't Ed get twelve or fifteen just to go away? I thought it was sixteen, Oh, yeah, sixteen. Like, you would imagine they're not just cutting him a sixteen million dollar check. I don't think so.
2: And if you are Ed, that's the, fine. Like, what? Do, I don't.
1: You see the DAC thing that went viral today? No, their their rookie year, he like ha- I don't know if he's driving like a Toyota Tacoma, or He just has a truck, and he's driving him home. I think from OTAs, and he's driving Zeke home to wherever he's staying. Maybe they're maybe they in the same apartment complex, but I don't think they were because he dropped him off and he was leaving. He drops Zeke off and Zeke forgets something in his car. And he looks down. I don't know if it's a folder or a piece of paper or whatever. And he looks and it's one thing is his $5 million, like one of the signing bonus checks, $5 million. And Dak's thinking to himself like, this check is worth more than my entire contract. Now he was a fourth round pick, but still. And he called him. He's like, bro, you left your five million dollars in my truck.
2: <laughs> uh I'm, I'm. Is there a? So this is just a story that Dak told. What a great story. Yeah, I think he, I think he's told it. Yeah.
1: No, Dak, I, I think made it up. You know, over time, but uh, that's got to be a pretty eye opening. You're like, we're on the same team. We're teammates. I
2: People remember. Don't forget
1: at the time, D- Dak was like their third string guy. Yeah. He wasn't
2: even the backup. That's why. That's why Stephon Marbury left the Timberwolves. I've I've mentioned this to you before. I'm uh, when I was doing minor league baseball. I remember one of the scouts for the. Cleveland Indians told me the story about like one of the clubbies going to wash uh, Manny Ramirez's car and Manny's like the keys. The keys are in the glove box and the guy opens the glove box and like every one of Manny's checks is just stuffed in every game, uh, uh, you know, two week check is just stuffed in the glove box, which at the time, you know, now it wasn't five million dollars. This is in the 90s, but still just in a ridiculous amount of uh, of money. Didn't, didn't Ricky Henderson
1: frame a check that was a million
2: dollars? In I his think office, so, there's some story like that.
1: Was it Dion or Ricky? It was one of those two guys
2: that did it. Dion. There's another guy. By the way, John, let's tell the people about RexMD.com slash ham. Get real and generic ED treatments delivered discreetly to you at RexMD.com slash ham. Go check it out.
1: Yep. Over 100,000 men get generic Viagra from the comfort of their own home. We don't want to go see a doctor. It's very uncomfortable. Listen. We don't have to tell anybody. It stays discreet. It's between us, but it's not even between us because we'd never know. There's no copay. There you are no doctor office visits. You. And your shipping is always free. Yes. Yeah, I mean, listen, us guys, we got problems. And if you're looking for generic Viagra, RexMD has made the process fast, easy, and affordable. So don't wait another minute. RexMD is now offering starter packs of generic Viagra for new customers. Visit RexMD.com slash ham right now to get started. That's RexMD.com slash ham.
2: RexMD.com
1: slash
3: ham. Rex
2: Pretzel gate, John. Kelly Stafford goes to the Niner game. Somebody talks some shit. She throws a pretzel. Somebody DMs her and is like, that was some bullshit. I saw you throw a pretzel. And she replies and says, you're right. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done that. That was uh, that was very bad of me. I lost my cool. And, um, you know, I, I thought a very adult response to a very childish act. And my question is, what was said to her? Because you don't just get to go around saying whatever you want to people. Just because they're in the spotlight and you're not and just assume that you get to, you know, you just get freebies all day long. Say whatever you want. No one's ever going to punch you in the face. All this person got was a pretzel to the back of the head. So mustard on it. That's a good question. Did she did she cover the uh, dry cleaning bill? (laughs) There is to me a pretty it's not that high of a bar to cross where if you say some inappropriate stuff to somebody. Just because they're famous, you don't just get to say whatever you want to them and not get hit with a pretzel. Now, if it was kind of tame, then then pretzel's bad.
1: I, I've said this forever. I don't judge any parent, any wife, any child when it comes to professional athletes and things that happen in stadiums. It's very emotional. If you're just a pure fan and acting like an idiot, like you're an idiot. But when you were saying something about someone's kid, about someone's husband, like put yourself in those shoes. I'm pretty unemotional about everything. Like if you were doing things in my family, like those are people that even the most unloyal people tend to be pretty loyal to beside Aaron Rodgers. And honestly, the more and more information we found, it kind of lean on his side. But a lot of it is because they always have your back. Unlike, it looks like Rodgers' family, what they did to him was pretty fucked up. Now thinking my parents would never do that to me. That's fucked up. I'm, I'm on Rodgers' side on that one. But like, I, I just, I do think though, here's my one pushback on just families. Listen, in a perfect world, you'd be able to go to away games and all these sports, and it'd just be fine. People would act mature, <laughs> but the problem is that's not the case. People at these games are drinking, and they're drinking heavily. And it is, it's is—it's a pretty consistent formula in, uh, in, our, in our lifetimes that th- things get said. So I, I can't really blame idiots for acting like idiots in a venue where they constantly act like idiots. You know, it's a tough spot. I don't know what she should do, not go to the game. She'd be like, what, am I supposed to not support my husband? I'd be like, no, but I don't. I wouldn't tell you that. But when you go to these games, I'm sure you've had experience over the years. It's just, there's just going to be idiots there.
2: Wearing you know, like a number nine jersey, right? Name on the probably, back.
1: And cheering when he makes plays, which I don't blame you, but it's just, I I would avoid it. <laughs> but then you wouldn't get the moment like the, the dude at the Texas parents. You know, do you see that? The guy they that drove the game 12 hours. Two. He just did I his know.
2: Applebee's commercial. I just so. saw his Apple. He got an Apple. He got, they paid him, John, I think it was $800 cash, and then like $800 or $1,000 in Applebee's gift cards.
1: <laughs> He's a freshman.
2: Had know. never played a snap before that play. play. Game-winning two-point conversion against Texas.
1: One of the things Rinaldi told Rossillo. Is you know because Ryan was asking him like you know you do a lot of tear jerking stories and he was like you know I'd push back and just be like those are just those are stories people are drawn to. It's he went to go visit this guy, <laughs> the kid, this week and showed him the video for the first time of his parents that went viral through, like two million views. He, I don't think he had. Incredible. <laughs> so he's just like yeah that'll watch. be on College big Game no- Day this week. No big noon kickoff. Ronaldo left. Oh college big noon kickoff.
2: Yeah, yeah yeah. Sorry. So that's
1: that'll be a tear jerker. Wow, that's awesome, but I just like for those moments which are incredible. There's just you and I have been to enough games. They're just idiots, man. And I'd I think, think football. Feels- I think football too is probably just the event. It's a probably even like baseball. I wouldn't even think twice unless it was a playoff game. Basketball, not really either, unless there's animosity between the two teams. But football is just booze is getting drawn. It's a. It's like they're feels like the release of all these humans which I listen to a lot of people listening actually most but most people go just watch the game but there is a percentage of people that at any moment can go viral for you know doing stupid shit
2: yeah i i think you take on in some ways the persona of what you're watching you want to be a part of the game so on an nfl field players do things and say things that are not acceptable in normal society right and you kind of sometimes some people take that on like, yes, I'm here to be a part of this. And that means I'm going to yell some things that maybe I wouldn't yell if I were walking into a Starbucks and I saw Kelly Stafford standing there. Right. Would this person say these things to Kelly Stafford at Starbucks? I think
1: I think the major difference is, though, you have no clue who she is in Starbucks or safe. I'm just saying if you recognized
2: her at Starbucks, you'd be like, your husband sucks. You probably would not. Probably not. But maybe I'm sure things get said. But if she was just wearing
1: a Stafford Jersey at Safeway and let's say you hate Matt Stafford, That'd be like, weird. God, that would guy sucks. You know, could, you just, you, you never underestimate again. It's a small percentage of people kind of looking for stuff.
2: Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned Ronaldo. How about the story that uh, you clipped off that he told uh, Ryan Rossillo about saving?
1: Well, do you know that have you seen the, or just read and I'm sure you've seen the movies like Martin Scorsese loves using gimme shelter in his movies. He used it in The Departed. He used it in Casino. He used it in Goodfellas. Like he is, I think he used it. He's used it in other movies. Like that's his go-to. I went on YouTube. Give me shelter, which is just an incredible song. Uh, is just Scorsese is a sucker for that song, and he finds a way to put it in his movies. And Rinaldi said that Saban, when he drives home after every single game, I actually think it says a lot about Nick. He's just such a creature of habit, right? Because it's not a win-loss thing. It's like that is the song he listens to when he's driving, I would guess a two hundred thousand dollar Mercedes uh, home from the game. That's pretty incredible. And then I was like, I actually watched the song like the lyrics of the song. I mean, I've yeah. heard it a million times. I mean, it's a it's a song based on Vietnam,
2: you know, as a lot yeah. of songs, you know, were in that area. I remember reading the the line where the woman starts screaming in the background like, rape,
4: murder.
2: Yeah. That was she was like a fill in, and like nailed it somehow. I don't know if that was supposed to be. I think was that Stevie. N- I think it was maybe supposed to be Stevie Nicks. Maybe is the and story, she, and or was she, it? You couldn't Nicks? make it. I don't think it was Stevie Nicks. I yeah, think I think so. it might have. I could be wrong about this. Somebody can check my research here, but I feel like I watched the Stevie Nicks documentary a while back, and that was supposed to be Stevie Nicks, but she couldn't. And so they brought somebody else in, and they weren't, or that line, or maybe it was Stevie. That line wasn't supposed to be like screamed like that, but they did it. And it, you know what I'm talking about when the woman starts yelling. Yeah,
1: honestly, it's like it's the best so part good. of the song. <laughs> yeah,
2: so good. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great Nick insight.
1: This feels. Just, like, can you just see him just driving, fucking blasting it?
2: Jared on the stream says it was a random lady. Yeah, he just blasting, right? With like his 5.1 Dolby Atmos sound system. What do you think the best song of all time is? Do you think it's even possible? It like I don't th- A, cares? I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible. Like I mean, really impossible. For me cuz I've thought about it and it's impossible. That said, I think um Sympathy for the Devil might be the greatest song of all time. Yeah. Also the stones.
1: Well, I mean, you listen to Gimme Shelter, you're like, if you just heard this, you're just like, that is what music is somewhat for the you never heard music. You just heard that, you're like, it just it is a powerful. There are just certain people that are that's just a great call. Really powerful, you hear that right? song, you go,
2: This could be the greatest song of all time. I yeah, understand I mean, what you're saying.
1: Th- there's just a short list of just artists. If you just hear them and you had never heard music, it is just it's a powerful feeling. And just I like watching a song on YouTube and then looking at the YouTube comments. And whenever it's a famous song, it's always really positive. Slash, like, they would never make music like this anymore. So it's positive on the era of music. But one of the comments was like, Vietnam's the only war with its own soundtrack. It is kind of crazy. Mm. Like, you know, think of all the crazy shit that's happened like in our adult life. there It doesn't really happen anymore. Or maybe it's just different times. Maybe it does. I just don't listen to it. But it doesn't feel as big as like Creedence Clearwater. I mean, all these... CCR. These and yeah. Famous bands building songs around a war. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just... Different times, yeah. More passion, less money. You know, just more doing it for the right reasons. Less trying to get the bag. If I hear that fucking statement one more time, I'm gonna puke. Get the bag, just secure in his bag. Shut up. I, I I can't. I can't
2: stand that. Well, there are word. things that you know. What I read a story the other day that turns out the crying emoji is like old news. Like if you use the crying emoji, it is. Like the youth, the the youth, I know the youth of America, it was an article about like people in their workplace and they were describing, like if they work with people in their um, early twenties that like, they have told them like, yeah, man, the crying emoji, no one, that's not cool anymore.
1: (laughs) It's not supposed to be cool. It's like something happens. You do. Well,
2: I understand, but it's just like a stupid, like it's, there's a generation of people now that view the crying emoji as an old people thing. What what would they do if something sad happened? You know, I I I don't not the you know like the laughy cry emoji that thing you know that emoji that's the one I'm talking about. Oh,
1: like to oh to laugh.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: What's the one with the water streaming down the eyes? Is that crying laughing too, or is that? that tears? I
2: I I don't use any of them to convey sadness. I, there's like one a little sadness. sad face. Yeah. Yeah, but never like you know somebody died sad face emoji you well there
1: I, i'm not trying to be too morbid here or anything because i actually think in a weird way this is a positive story it's it's honestly i mean it, it's i don't know if inspiring is the right word but it makes you like look inside there was a plane crash last week and i remember watching the news i think it was in the northeast and everyone on the plane died it was like a real estate agent i think it was taking like two rich people um uh, that's what my guess because when I heard it was a real estate agent, a couple, their daughter, and then the pilots to a private jet and it crashed. But the, the daughter who was eleven survived. Mm. And then I saw it today on Instagram, because it was like pretty crazy. They all die and she survives. The dad bear hugged her.
2: And somehow saved her. And somehow from saved from impact. Her.
1: That's what Ugh. she's told like the everyone like laying Ugh. in the hospital bed. God. I mean, you just think about like I mean, you just, there are human instincts and everything. And then they're like, do I, would I 100%? You just start like that is incredible. Like what a, what a human being. Oh,
2: I had a lot of questions that I can't even. Wow.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she'll,
2: you know, who knows, but it's not to kill the moment. As you're talking, I'm in to take us, but I'm in the process of going to every, give me shelter on YouTube under the Haberman and Middlecoff YouTube account. And just writing Nick Saban sent us. Oh, well, here's a live one, Nick Saban sent us. One one question I would have do you think
1: he just downloads it on Apple Music and connects it to his phone? Or is it like downloaded someone from the dealership, puts it on his car so he can just press a button? It can't be that complicated. You don't think it's like, like, like
2: Apple get, you know, CarPlay? Just gets in the car, know. hits play on the phone, Bluetooth automatically, gone, you know? Yeah, I, that's what just, I'm thinking it is. He
1: just does give me shelter from his phone.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Or or I'm sure they have the ability to just say it out loud in his you know, 2022 That's right. Mercedes, play yeah. Gimme Shelter on repeat. If you really love something and any sports talk radio listener back in the day would know, if you want to keep listening, you, you don't get to the driveway right away. You take a couple loops, you know, you just, you do whatever to keep listening to whatever you're listening to.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I, pro- I would imagine he listens to the song. Does he listen? Like how long is the drive? Does it get two or three or four?
1: Yeah, I mean, let's just say the drive's 15 minutes. It's a four and a half minute song, right? So I, I would guess he keeps it on repeat. I don't know what I, music I, I would have guessed Saban listened to, but Stones
2: makes sense. Uh, it's probably spoken to the Stones, like pre-concert one time. They bring Saban in to speak. I. Now, look, I know you're 85, but you're going to bring it
1: tonight. I. Can you, can you see him in the corner? Like,
2: eating his baby hey. cakes. What did you think of my barber's offer to a four-year $2,000 contract, by the way?
1: Well, yeah, let's, did he want the money up front?
2: Yeah, he, 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 there would be a, a contract, like literally a contract that protects me if he goes out of business, even though if he goes out of business, he has to have the cash to give me my money back, so. So he'd want the $2,000? He'd want the 2K. It's like a Series A funding, basically, for his business, I think.
1: Did you ask him, why wouldn't you just me to come as much as I want and pay for haircuts? What, what, what was his pitch?
2: I uh, I I haven't talked to him about it. He just sent me like, hey, I do this every few years. I'll offer a few clients this if you because I've been going like every two weeks. And it's uh 45 it bucks you? for a cut, $45, is $10 tip. So it's $55. And uh, prices are going up. Supply chain scissors are hard to get, I guess, to $53 um, per cut, right? So yeah. so um so $73 you know, times two
1: uh So that's 146 a month times 12. So you're looking at 1750 a month. I I went, you said 63. That's your haircut. Uh,
2: That's what it would be right now. It's 55 with a tip. So it's 45.
1: I I, I went 63. I added a $10 tip to 73 twice a month, 12 months. You're talking 1700 a year,
2: a year. Right. Which if I go every other week for four years, it's $20 a month. Uh, It's
1: a four, it's a four year contract. It's a four-year, two thousand dollars contract. Yeah, I, I mean, was well, your lettuce is important. One, you legit it pays for itself in, in a weeks. year and a
2: half. That's the thing,
1: right? Well, no, I mean, it pays for itself in less than that because, like I said, if you give tip,
2: you said it'd be seventeen, but like, for a
1: year, yeah, seventeen for a year. So how you know you only need yeah, probably okay, so, another month. Um, yeah, the 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 problem is, are you, com- you confident that he won't go under?
2: Uh, well, I, I, who knows? Four years is a long time. I think he's really sharp guy, and he's on top of it, and he's got. But a if you just get, going. but you don't need to get to four years. If you just exactly. get two, you'd be in great shape. That's exactly right. The problem is he he's uh, you know four years is a long time. Do I time value
1: keep, money? You could you know every seventy three still got. It's you know, six dollars for map. me to cross.
2: He's in the city, yeah. so I get six dollars to cross the bridge. Some days it's thirty minutes each way. That's an hour. You know, that's my issue is I don't know if I'm gonna wanna do that for four years. That that it is a great deal. I think he's doing me a solid. If he lived in your neighborhood, it'd be a no brainer. No brainer. When he used to, it used to be two blocks from me to go to the guy. Awesome guy. But shout
1: out to Last. I I would do a counter offer. Could you do like a thousand? It'd be like, I'll do a thousand right now for a year and a half without hesitation. I'll cut you the thousand dollar check. Why don't you negotiate? Not a bad thing because two, he's cutting you a deal. So hey, I'll give you a thousand. I'll sign the deal right now, two years, or hell, I mean, a year and a half. Because boom, you're already
2: saving money. I mean, if I'm him, I'd rather do a thousand for two years than four years for two thousand. Because a thousand, yeah,
1: What's by a thousand, even by a couple haircuts, you're already at you know two, you know, a
2: month, you're in one hundred fifty bucks. So it's like the thing is, I would love to go like if I live close, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I'll do unlimited because it's not like every two, it's just unlimited haircuts. So I could come every week if I wanted, but you know, that's. That's another ten dollar per week, right? So you got to double the tip money over the course of a year if you're going fifty-two times. That's ten dollars fifty-two times. It's five hundred twenty bucks. You are, bucks you tip, are right. right.
1: So six times twelve. So every time you, every time you go over to the bridge, you know, could be twelve bucks. You know, plus your times, the most valuable thing we all have. You know, so it is kind of time consuming. It's hard to find a parking spot where he is sometimes.
2: Depends. Sometimes he's by the highway. That's easy. Sometimes he's over on Polk Street. That's another 10 minutes into the city and that's hard to park. And you got to pay there maybe potentially. Oh, he's got multiple uh, venues. He's uh, he's in a sprinter van. He drives a van. That's well, what
1: it here, is. OK, guy. Now, nah, nah, OK,
2: you want him to come to me?
1: Sparked this business mind. What if you said up the dollar amount and you say, "Come to me." Everyone's got. I've a price. talked
2: to him about it. It's just it's so out of his way that it's.
1: Where where does he sl- lay his head at night?
2: On lays his head, in, yeah, and in like Concord, but he leaves the van in San Francisco. He parks. He's got a, he 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 exchanges haircuts for a, for a garage spot at a parking garage. He's got a hell of an operation. Gotcha. So
1: he does not do any haircuts outside of the city. Mm-mm. He does his haircuts in that van.
2: That's right. And the van stays there.
1: Because I was going to say I would pay in your spot. I'd be willing to go like three grand. You come to me. But see, I don't think that's worth it to him. Right. The well, amount no, of money
2: I... that you have to pay a barber to come to you is not. I'm not paying that much money for a haircut. Well,
1: because his gas expense is nothing, right? He's not and and his me. time.
2: Now we're talking about his time well, and his guy. time. He's putting a dollar amount on every 30 minutes. That's a haircut. He could be given.
1: Do, do a deal guy. Just I, I would. I would negotiate with him. Would you do three grand if he'd come to you? For two years, three grand if he come to you.
2: I guess I'm still saving money in that, and yes, but he's not doing that. I'm telling you, I've talked to him about being that mobile. It's not an option for him.
1: So I'll cut you a three grand check tomorrow. You come to me whenever I need it. But it's not worth it to him. Well, maybe he'll well, about thirty five. He'd be like three year deal done. <laughs> Does he want thirty five hundred dollars?
2: I don't. I don't think he wants it that. He's he is doing. It takes two weeks to get an appointment. I mean, he is he is oh, pushing exactly. product.
1: Yeah. Would you do five grand for three years if he'd come to you?
2: What did we determine it's seventeen hundred a year for me? Yeah. So I probably break even.
1: Yeah, right around there. But he'd come to you. Yeah, pull in your driveway. <laughs> I might, How I incredible might that. would that be? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, back when I had hair and the guy would show up at the Eagles facility and I just walked down.
2: That's so So it was was it free to you or did you pay him or the Eagles covered it and you just tipped him?
1: I don't, I think you had to give him 20 bucks. It wasn't expensive. Yeah. Might've been 15. It was, it was low. Yeah. I mean, if you get 1750, yeah, I mean, I, five grand to come to you.
2: That's, I just don't think that's on the table for him, but I'll talk to him. He's a reasonable guy.
1: I think it might pencil for you with your time, five grand for a two year deal. Now you're right. Like unlimited is different. Like, well, it's unlimited. If I can make it to you, right. It's unlimited as long as you need to get a haircut but unlimited need to come to you. It's fascinating business that I know nothing about, right? I, I just, I lose touch like today. Like whenever I have to do something, a lot of people don't have this luxury. I can take a shower as a guy without hair five minutes before I have to do something. Boom. I'm already dry. Right. My hair is never, obviously, you know, you only wear a hat because you want to, not because you have to. Yeah. Just cause I hadn't shaved the sides in a couple days. So I don't, I didn't really want to shave. But obviously, girls have a tougher problem. But even like, if you take a shower, is your hair wet if you don't like, really try to dry it for a little bit? Mine? Yeah. Yeah. Soaked. Do you wash your hair every time you take a shower?
2: Yeah. I can't relate. Oh, that's, you're saving a lot of money. All right, anything else? That's all I got. All right, y'all. Thanks for hanging with us.
3: Adios. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward.